This extremely special episode of Dopey is brought to you by Aloe Recovery, located in sunny Southern California, in Malibu, in Silver Lake. Aloe was created by our good friend Bob Forrest and his friends Evan Haynes and their friend Bob. Aloe was created to give the addict a place to go where they're treated with respect. Aloe, uh, their motto is connection, not control, which means they care about connecting with the addict. Bob and Evan had been to places that just didn't, that treated them with disrespect, and they were like, fuck that. We want to make a treatment center designed to make an addict feel at home. And Aloe does that. Starting with detoxing you in comfort if you're coming off gnarly benzos and dope and alcohol, Aloe uh, boasts a really comfortable detox. They have amazing amenities, including equine therapy, surfing, sweat lodges, sound bath meditations, and more. You name it, they have it. If you're fucked, if you're a drug addict and you don't know where to go, you go to Aloe. This episode of Dopey is also brought to you by listeners like you and the Dopey Nation through the power of Patreon. Uh, it's www.patreon.com slash dopeypodcast. Throw a buck, throw two, throw a hundred, throw nothing. Whatever you give is great, but like uh, certain other places, I want you and not your money. If you want stickers or a hat, just Venmo me. If you want a t-shirt or a hoodie or something, go to www.dopeypodcast.com. That's it for the ads. Enjoy a little James Brown. And uh, here we go. 200th episode, Christmas. It's 10 to 1 in the morning in New York. I don't know where you are. Uh, Merry Christmas. Welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I am Dave, and it's Christmas, the 200th episode of Dopey. And who will I have with me then? Linda. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Are you excited to be on for the 200th episode of Dopey? I am. I would, I'm honored. You got to sit closer to the mic. You know, it's like, what are you doing? You're like... I'm honored. <laughs> Come on. You got to make this thing happen. Are you with me? Yes. <laughs> okay. So it's a very exciting episode. This is an episode that celebrates the show. It explores the show. It celebrates Chris and, uh, and what we built and the fans, the Dopey Nation. I know you like the Dopey Nation. You enjoy the Dopey Nation. I love the Dopey Nation. Some of your favorite members of the Dopey Nation have sent in messages. Are you excited to hear from them? I can't wait. Now, um... Should we jump in with a little Chris, or do you want to do you want to tell any of the stories that we discussed? No, I think we should start with a little Chris. All right, we'll jump in with a little Chris. It's very sad, though. Are you prepared to be sad? I'm sure it's going to be bittersweet. Yeah, it's bittersweet. Yeah. Here we go. Here's the first piece of Chris on Christmas. Don't you wish we could just record every day? I wish this could be our job. I wish that we could wake up in the morning, actually have some like concerted, directed effort, some show notes, a little bit of stuff, get some coffee in the morning, have like a little office studio recording space that's not in your kitchen. We're in my kitchen. This is my dad's kitchen. In my parents' kitchen. We didn't even say where we were. Yeah. We're, we're in New York City. Child at home, 21st floor. Yeah, man. Imagine, man. Imagine, Imagine man. man, if we could be, be doing so this like for great. money, man. <laughs> Yo. Great. I wanted to talk about why we do Dopey. 
and I listened to it, I realized that it was good. Yeah. You know, because I like to hear us have fun. Yeah. But then when we started hearing from the Dopey Nation, I realized, you know, forget, like, the grandiosity that we're, like, helping people. Yeah. But, like, I realized that they're having fun listening to us. Yeah. We're on a mission to give them an hour of good times. Yeah. To keep them company. One of the huge reasons I do it is because it's fun and it's an hour that I enjoy. And it's just what you said in the last episode where I'm walking around and I'm like fucking blank and vacant between the uh, the ears. And then we start doing this and it's fun and I kind of come alive a little bit. I like having hope that we're doing something and something could happen with it. It's exciting, you know? Oh, I'm convinced. I'm convinced that this will be a job for us eventually. That would be awesome. I would be very happy if that was... I'm convinced. Yeah. So that's... um. Me and Chris on talking about our dream of uh, making money from the show. It's like, it's really just like the saddest thing you could ever write, this story. Wouldn't you say? How long ago was that episode? I don't know. I mean, how long ago did you guys record that particular one? Um, I want to say it was uh, in the middle, you know, probably at two years. The clips I got from Wusta, who was very kind enough to make me uh, a bunch of Chris clips that were short and sweet... And um, and I didn't mention it at the head of the show. The reason the show is called the Christmas episode, not because it's the 200th episode, but because today would have been Chris's 35th birthday. And, um, and that's very significant. Also, it's just very strange that in one week... He would, yeah, he was 10 years younger than me, so I'm, he might be, have been 34, but I think last year he, he would have right. turned 34. He's 10 years younger than me. I just turned 45, so I think he would have turned 35. And... It's just crazy that this week was my four years clean, mm-hmm. Chris's 35th birthday, and the 200th episode of Dopey all in one week. Yeah, that's a lot of anniversaries. What did you um, take away from that uh, recording? You know, all I think about when I hear Chris is that I just don't believe he's not with us anymore. It's like I can't, I, I, I keep thinking that um, he's still alive. I don't know. That's just whenever I hear his voice, that's all I think. I think it's because he's been recorded on the podcast that it's probably harder to accept that he's like no longer alive anymore because you can still hang out with him and still listen to him as much as you want. Well, it's, it's just it's, it's very surreal. That's also funny because you never met him, so it's like right. you only knew him in that fashion. That, exactly. Kind of like the fans. The fan, exactly. You know, whereas um you know, when uh, when we found out that he had died, um, I didn't believe he had died. Right. Um, and then I had dreams that it was not real, that, like, it was a setup because he didn't want to do the show. And, you know, I had crazy paranoid kind of moments going to his wake and stuff that it was not, not real. real. Because, because I think also because when someone's so young, I think death is very weird. You know, mm-hmm. somebody's with us and you share them and, uh, you know, you have their essence with you. And but it- I think it's even weirder when that person records themselves, you know, pouring their heart out and talking every week to, you know, so you can actually be that close and connected to this person. Right. You know, that it's, I think that just adds this whole other weird dynamic. Right and beautiful, and not weird, bad, but it's be, it's beautiful that so many people have gotten 
to get close to him and benefit from knowing him. Let's hear you know? from one. You want to hear from a fan? Moving on. Let's hear from let's hear from a our first dopey fan. Let's see. Here's just a bunch in a row. You ready for it? Yes. Are you prepared? I can't wait. What's good, Dopey Nation? This is Leah in North Carolina. I wanted to give a shout-out to Chris. Chris, you will never know how much you helped me through my now ex-husband's relapse and divorce. Um, Miss you so much, so much. And Dave, thank you so much for being the pillar that you are in our recovery. Uh, Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. Hi, Dave. Hi, Dopey Nation. been listening since episode 47, and I really miss Chris, just like all of us. But I'm also really happy you keep the show going. You're doing a great job. Tudor's from Germany. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dopey Nation. This is Cole. Just leaving you a quick voice memo before I go to go back to work. Um, How does Dopey make me feel? I've only been listening to Dopey for about the last three months, but during that time I've listened to every single episode in the catalog. And let me tell you, it's made me feel a lot of things. I've definitely shared some of my biggest laughs and honestly some of my hardest cries within the last few months uh, listening to Dopey. Anyways, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Peace out to Dave and fucking toodles for Chris. Hey, Dave. Hey, Dopey Nation. This is Dre calling from Grass Valley, California. And I just wanted to give some love to the show and to all of you guys. And the show has the most meaning for me because of the connection. And I know I've never met any of you before, but every time I listen, I just get this sense that we're all in it together. Every time I laugh at something funny that Dave says or something funny that somebody's saying on the voicemail, it just feels like there's like thousands of us all laughing in the same moment or, you know, sharing in the grief and like the hard feelings and the like self-reflection that has to go on to do the work of recovery. So let's all keep staying strong, Dopey Nation. Merry Christmas and toodles. Yo, Dave, what up? This is Andrew from Philly. I'm just calling to congratulate you on 200 episodes. I've been listening to Dopey since you guys were at around episode 30. Um, When Chris died, it was really soul-crushing, heartbreaking. Um, Around that time, I decided to start that Dopey Nation Facebook page and it really helped me out, and I think uh, it still continues to help people. Um, and then also, you've helped me out a lot just with our conversations on the phone, with stuff I've been going through. So I think Dopey is a huge um, compliment to my recovery program, and I, I like the direction you've taken the show, and uh, I really appreciate it. So everyone stay strong. And toodles for Chris. So how do you think about that? Pretty emotional stuff. Yeah, I love that. Finishing up with Andrew, who's uh, obviously one of the founders of the Dopey Nation Facebook group. I don't think Andrew would sound like that. Why not? I don't know. It's just it's funny to hear like the people that you kind of have gotten to know on the Facebook page, and now you're they're coming more and more to life because now we get to hear people's voices, the whole like DopeyCon thing. So people might actually begin to meet one another. I mean, that's what's pretty that that's really showing some interesting evolution that we're becoming very real to one another. Right, now. like like whereas we, where we started, it was me and Chris in my house or my dad's right. house or. At his folks' and if house. Listen, you didn't even think anyone listened. And if they did, that was like a bonus. But you guys were just doing it because it was fun. fun. And then it just, this, the evolution of this podcast is really incredible. Yeah, what do you think? This is the kind of yeah. thing that you like, right? Well, I love people, you know, one of the women, I forgot her name, but she 
she kind of pointed that out, that she loves the idea that when there's a, a, a joke or something, she imagines like thousands of listeners laughing together. And that's it's very beautiful. That's to me like my favorite thing ever. It's funny because to me, I imagine I still I hear from people. I, I talk to some people like I talk to Andrew once in a while. I, t- I talk to a bunch of people in the Dopey Nation and. I still don't feel like anybody's listening. Right. Like I, I like right now. Like I'm just talking to you, and I'm talking to myself. Like he when, looks shocked. Like as I'm saying this stuff, he's looking at me like it's the first time he's ever heard this. And I'm like, how do? You, like I still don't think Dave realizes what's going on. No, it, it's like because he doesn't. He doesn't listen to the podcast. He doesn't listen to the episodes. Like of course, I. I, I mean, I'm especially. I hate to say like especially when I, I know someone <laughs> on it or when I'm on it. You know, I'm busy. I have a baby, but. Uh, I have a baby but, too. But right, but Dave doesn't listen to the episodes. And some of the episodes I'm like, Dave, you have to listen to this episode. It's so good. He's like, No, I don't want to listen because he gets, you know, he doesn't want to be self-critical or whatever. But then also sometimes I'll say, You have to go on Dopey Nation. There's this really cool thread. Or he's like, Oh no, I can't do it. Like he really you keep yourself removed a bit, I think, because you don't want to get upset or you don't want <laughs> you know, I, I to too much about it. I can get easily rattled. And I don't just actually smart. Well, I I look at it more than I should because you've you've told me that like in the past there have been some like blow ups in the dopey nation and I always like get I get upset. I don't want to get upset. And then with the show, um, I can listen to old episodes and I can listen to um, I listen like Sam will listen to an episode and he'll tell me what he thought about right, something. You want Sam to tell you about the episode? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Chicken shit. Well, and so he will, and then and then I'll be like, "Fuck it, I need to listen." And then I'll and then I I realize some things that I do okay, and some things that I don't do okay. Right. But, um, but the thing with the audience, it's like, you know, I've met a few people randomly. Like I've met a few people at Katz's have showed up, and a couple other people here and there, and it's um, it's always very, it's a little bit embarrassing. Because, like, I say a lot of stuff on the show. It's a little bit embarrassing. It's very, like, exciting. I feel a ton of pride. But also I know that whoever, like, took the time to go and meet me has listened since Chris died. Right. And Chris's death affected them. And I'm almost like... Do you feel responsible? I just feel connected. Like, we have grief. Like, so when I see them, it's like... And that's why I'm kind of excited about DopeyCon because... You know, again, I don't necessarily expect a bunch of people who listen to come. I expect a bunch of people in New York to come. If there are listeners in New York, I expect you guys to come. But I expect, I mean, it's going to be what DopeyCon is going to be. It's going to be this storytelling event uh, where addicts come and tell fucked up dopey stories, whether it be about drug addiction. And there can be laughter and, you know, it can be handled in this really creative, interesting way. And it'll be fun. And it'll just be like a night. And the more people from dopey that are there, the better. And if you guys want to be storytellers, you have to send in your stories via voicemail. They cannot be longer than 10 minutes. Send in your best story and we're going to pick the best ones. We're going to, you have to be able to come to DopeyCon. DopeyCon is the second Saturday in October. It is official. You ready? Yep. Linda probably will be there. You think you'll be there? Definitely. Linda will definitely be there. Second week in October. You guys have to come. Um, let's go more, a little more Chris. You want to hear more Chris? Yes. Okay. You have anything else you want to say before I play more Chris? Nope. Are you having a good time? Yes. Really? Yes. Okay, good. This is a clip that Wusta calls the Dave and Chris dynamic. Chris is a wonderful guy. I just want to say, like, all jokes aside, like, Chris, you're a wonderful guy. 
more than that, you're a great partner. You're to- buttering me up to say something bad. And everything's bad. I'm just saying something good. And it's not about, to, I, I need to butter you up. Yeah. No. I just want to say this, that this project, Dopey Podcast, yeah. has been a joy. Yeah. And one of the only reasons is because you're such a good partner. He comes through. He does what he says. I'm not leading up to something yeah. bad. You should see. <laughs> just waiting on the edge to of drop. The no, he fucking, like, for example, I, I drove out. I moved to Long Island. And uh, and Chris lives between Boston and Great Barrington, Massachusetts, and we didn't know where we were going to record. Yeah. So Chris is like, well, my parents have a modest country home in, in <laughs> Southampton. Maybe we should go there. And I was like, oh, that, that could work. But Chris, because he's such a diligent partner, goes to Radio Shack and he buys a pair of these little microphones. And uh, it was just very impressive. And then he called me, and he's like, I got microphones. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, Chris, he's a good partner. You're a good partner. But then they didn't work. We're no. Not using them as we're supposed well, to. Well, Chris was really excited. That was probably the most frustrating thing I've dealt with in months. Right. Well, he bought these Which two- means my life is going pretty good. It's- if it was just setting up a couple microphones. And I-, I remember just saying, I was like, I want to do something. And then your cookies, all your stupid shit you're always doing. I'm like, it sounds fun. And I think something will stick eventually. Right. And I want to be a part of it. So months later, it crosses my mind to do a podcast about drugs based on an idea my friend Brad had years before. Yeah. And um, and I, I was like, Chris, why don't we do a, pod- a podcast about our drug stories? And why did you call me? Because you're the worst of the worst. <laughs> you know? No, because like you, because we just do dopey anyways. No, but also like we do it before we are, read the idea. But it's like you can have a conversation with drug addicts, but it's not. We have a dynamic, and I'm not saying our dynamic is the greatest dynamic in the world. I'm just saying we have a dynamic where I know that I can say things that make you laugh. Yeah, you know, and you can say things that will shock me, and like you know that I'm in it for the story. Yeah, so you'll give me all the descriptors and then I'm going to ask, I'm going to dissect the descriptors. Yeah. It's just that is why I knew it would work. Yeah, that's a sad one. Yeah. Why do you feel that that one particularly hit home for you? Well, because first of all, I'm like, uh, there's a Yiddish word for saying nice things, which is kvelling, and I'm kvelling over how great a partner Chris yeah. was. And the thing was that Chris was an amazing partner until he relapsed. After he relapsed, I couldn't get a hold of him, but while he was sober... Dopey meant as much to him as it meant yeah, to me. You can hear that in his voice. He was all about it, you know, like in these clips. And he says, like, I, I remember, though, I, I talk about this from time to time the night before he died. And, uh, and we were, had drifted apart. He was obviously getting high. And he said, uh, all I want to do is do the show. You know, yeah. You know, I don't know why I'm in school. I'm in school because of my parents, you know, is what mm-hmm. he said, like kind of crying, actually. Right. Um, and, it, it, you know, it makes me feel good and bad at the same time. Um, the fact of the matter was we built something together that was good. It was high. I, rem- I remember in the beginning we would record. We, all, we, we tried to record four episodes at a time. I think in the first time we did maybe eight or something because they were all half hour episodes. And you and me weren't back together yet. And I was driving up to get Nora. And I drove up and I listened to them. And they were like half hour episodes, and I was like, "This is pretty good, you know." And and you know that I couldn't listen to it and think it was good if right. it wasn't, you You're know. Usually very critical. So I knew that we had something good, and um, and I knew it the whole time. The thing that I thought that would end it was the distance, but Chris traversed the distance. Right. He made it happen. Um, now we're gonna go 
to our, uh, do you feel like it's too segmented? Do you want to get more flowing or are you okay to go to our next special guest? No, I think it's good. I think it's a special episode, so it's going to be handled differently, which is not bad. We have lots of special, special guests. And um, I'm going to play the first one without introducing him. One of our first very, very special guests was pro skateboarder, jackass, ne'er-do-well, tattoo, scarf-waving, Brandon Novak. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> yeah, I love it, man. I get a lot of uh, different introductions, and that was that was a rather unique one that I, I remember. Um, but fuck, 200th show. There's a lot of accountability in doing 200 shows consecutively. That's what I'm so, talking about. Think about that. Wrap your head around that. That's not just like, we'll just do one real quick. You did 200 in a row, in a goddamn row. 200, and it was 200 weeks in a row. We've never missed one. Death, blizzard, rain, shine, you name it. We have not missed a week. You know, I might be... Getting out of line or getting out of order in the, the sequential uh, format of how you're doing things here, but I think that has a lot to do with why you just celebrated four motherfucking years of continuous sobriety. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, it is. It's 200 shows in a row consecutively, lots of accountability, same place, same time, every week. And look at that. You just tripped and fell into four years. That's what I'm Is saying. It a coincidence? I don't think so. I think not. And you just celebrated recently too, right? I did. May 25th, 2019 was four years for me, my friend. Do you know May 25th, 1986, I was bar mitzvahed? Really? Yeah, your sober date is my bar mitzvah date. That's a new one. Coincidence? I haven't had that one. Coincidence? I think not. That's definitely God working on our side right there. <laughs> So thank you very much for coming through. I love having yeah. you on. But I, I would thank be, I have to ask about, um, you know, just because I follow you on Instagram and I follow Bam Margera on Instagram and it's such a fucking, uh, it's such a mess. And he threw you out. Um, I don't know him. You know what I mean? I barely know you. I just saw like there was a big mm-hmm. brush up and I wanted to see, I wanted you to talk about it or explain what the hell is going on because I don't really know. You, you know, it's if you if you don't understand addiction, uh, thank God, thank God for that. Well, right? I do. I, wouldn't wish I do. This thing on, I, you do. Yes. But I'm, I'm just talking to the general audience yes. here. Um, I, I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. You know, um, and the reality, the situation at hand here is that that he suffers from the same disease from which you and I suffer from, right. uh, and that's that we've been diagnosed as an addict or an alcoholic somewhere along the lines. Um, in one of the many meetings, many treatment centers, many years, whatever it is, um, and he carries that same title that you and I carry. Um, unfortunately, his. At the time of his public rants, uh, it was untreated alcoholism, you know, and it goes back to the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Right. Right. And I get that more so than most. And, you know, 
I, I go to like I go to AA meetings and I hear people in the meetings say I worked real hard for my seat here, and I don't fucking agree with that. I don't like that um, because if justice was due, I'd be dead years ago. I didn't work hard for my seat in AA. You know who worked hard for my seat? My mother, my 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 brother, my sister, my nieces, my nephews, my uncles, my 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 friends, anybody that crossed my path worked for my seat there um so with that being said because of all the carnage that i have created in my past life prior to getting sober i don't look at things that occur today as as why me i I more so see it as why the fuck not me right or why 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 am i doing so well like why didn't this take me out why am i so fortunate kind of thing yeah yeah i mean because here's the reality i have a disease that is centered in perception 100 percent, you know and 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 what i've realized is that that the world owes me nothing i owe the world it um so what you know i i remember them, you know, crying to me, begging me, you know, helping me. I credit him to getting me out of Baltimore City, saying, why can't you just stop? Why can't you just stop? What's wrong? Like, you know, and and now, you know, the shoe's on the other foot. And I get it. I've sat where he was sitting. I, I, I thought how he was thinking, and I felt how he feels. Um... You know, was there any validity to what he was saying? Absolutely not. Right, and you don't, but you don't, I, you don't have any kind of feeling when he posts your picture or he calls no, you out in particular. No. Why do you think he's lashing out at you in particular? Well, because you know we're best friends. We've been best friends since fucking fifteen years old, uh, sixteen years old, and 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 we've done everything together. You know, we skated, we've partied, we fucking drugs. You name it, we've done it together. We've traveled, we, we, we've done everything together. And uh, and 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 for a lot of years, I was the guy that you know he could deflect his situation on. You know, well, at least I'm not Novak. Uh, right. I, I'm not. I'll never be as bad as Novak. And then finally, you know, I was able to defeat uh, the odds and, and and not only get sober but stay sober uh, and, and my life got better tremendously at a rapid pace and he continued to drink and to drug and, and his life took a turn for the worse and, and then all of a sudden there was no one to kind of like you know deflect the severity of his situation on you know there's no so he like, still hey, he still back. he still looks to you though in the other way where he pointed yeah. right you know i had well, the, I, mean, I had the uh, exact exact same relationship with a friend of mine who always did the same thing and he wound up dying in the beginning of last summer and he was you know i i've been like his best friend since i was like 19 years old and i it's just so funny sad funny how this can happen you know uh, it's, it's it, I get it. I, I totally understand. You know, when, when I first got sober, we'd go out and and he'd be drinking and and he would literally cry to me of tears of joy and say how happy he is of me, how proud he is of me, how you know he just couldn't brag enough about me. Um, and and then or compliment me. And then as time progressed, as you understand, the disease of addiction progresses and things inevitably get worse. 
and then they get worse, and then they get worse, and, and and then I'm getting better, I'm getting better, I'm getting better. So yes, there's like all this, you know, happiness, this joy, and and and, and genuine, you know, love for what I'm feeling. But on the flip side of that coin, it's pretty fucking hurtful. You know, it sucks. It feels like you've been left behind. You know, it was like when I when I chose to to continue shooting heroin as opposed to to follow my career as, as a professional skateboarder. You know, I remember sitting in rehab and I remember watching uh, Bam present uh, Eminem, the the right. BMA award. Right, right, right. And I I never felt like such a piece of shit in my life, right? right? Because I'm in rehab sitting in this fucking day room watching him hand my best friend hand I'm in the ward uh, and I'm watching this like shitty ass TV in this fucking treatment center in a horrible area of Baltimore City when in reality if I had my shit together I could have been there doing that with him you know what I mean totally and, and so it was just a total role reversal there and and uh and I get it. I'm great at playing devil's advocate. It makes sense to me why he's doing what he's doing. I don't think that's abnormal or, or out of character. He's, you know, and at the time, he's an unshaded outlaw. Currently, he resides in a treatment center getting better, and, and thank God for that. Did Dr. Phil hook him up in the end? What happened? Did he go to well, Dr. Phil? the thing is, is Dr. Phil just prescribed for him the same thing we had all Attempted to prescribe for him a million times. Well, it was it was an it was an actual cry for help. And Bam seems like a funny dude. And he was like, "If Doctor Phil tells me to do it, I'll do it." You know. So hopefully it'll work out for him, man. I, I mean, that's a great story. Exactly. I think. I think that's exactly. a great story. And um and congratulations on becoming a licensed interventionist. That's fucking cool as hell. And um yeah, I think that's. I didn't see it coming. I did not see that coming. But you're the guy to do it. You know what I mean? You're the guy to do it. You know, I get it. You've it's walked in these shoes. Exactly. Um, and thank you so much for giving us your time, Brandon. It's fucking cool as hell to have you on the show. Uh, this is the third time, but there will be more. I'm going to bother you again. Look forward Please to do. it. Please do. I always look forward to your phone calls and, uh, and, and you thinking of me enough to, to want me on your, your, your 200 ep-a-fucking-showed. That's what I'm God saying. God damn it. God damn it. 200 episodes. All, all in, uh, in good faith of, of your dear friend who, who passed due to the disease, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. I really appreciate it, man. Hey, God bless you. Thanks for thinking of me, brother. God bless you too, man. Be well. Cheers. Later. So that's Brandon Novak. You didn't, you didn't know Brandon Novak was going to be on the... Uh, I didn't. That was a surprise. Surprise guest. But I really like... I've always liked him on the show. I think he's very smart, and I think he really walks like walks the walk. Like he's very even the way he explained that story about Bam. It was like from such a positive, thoughtful perspective, and it just shows how healthy he is. Well, he obviously he also loves Bam, obviously, right. and um, you know, hopefully it'll work out. You know, um, and I could totally relate to that story because right. um, Todd resented me the same way. That whole thing happened, except that Todd didn't get to get better. Right. You know, and I resent, I, I mean, I have this weird feeling that I resent them a little bit, that Bam can get better. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just, all this stuff, all, every, all of this stuff with Chris, it all points at Todd for me. Because um, Chris died six weeks after Todd died. Right. And I was such a mess after Todd died. You're that, almost mad at Chris. Like, how could you, you know... How could you pass away 
right after my other best friend passed away. I mean, it's just it's just too much for any brain to like digest. It is. It is very difficult to uh, to digest it. Um, well, what I, I mean, that kind of piggybacks what I wanted to say about Brandon when you talked about Bam about the whole idea of like the resentment that's there when you know you have your your friend that you do stuff with or you get fucked up with or you have fun with and then that friend gets sober and especially with that was the when that's the friend that you could compare yourself to and say well I'm not as bad as that guy well at least my life's not like that guy and then that guy gets well and now you're stuck you're worse with yourself going oh shit I have to look in the mirror and I don't have that person to deflect off of anymore and I thought that was really Smart, you know, that he was able to identify that and that kept him from being upset with Bam. It helped him say, like, I get. I get what's going on. Right. You know? Does that remind you of the thing with Todd? I, and I used to say to you all the time that sometimes I think, not that you like to hear like fuck, fucked up Todd stories, but there was this little piece, and, and Dave's not the only one. I think a lot of Todd's friends would hear these stories of him just doing this really crazy destructive stuff. And it was, I think it, for some people, made them feel better about themselves. You know, like, well, at least my life's not No, I thought it was the opposite. No, I was thinking or, the opposite, that, that, uh, that Todd didn't want to speak to me because I wasn't doing that stuff anymore. Remember? Like, I would, I would reach out to Todd every day, and you were like, well... What? I think that happened. That was toward the end, right? Right, but I think there was a lot of time with Todd where people, uh, you included, would want to hear, you know, oh, another crazy Todd story. No, I don't think. I, I for me, it was it was too close to home for me. I don't think I enjoyed hearing them at all. And when I right. finally heard, well, them, you bring him on Dopey, and you enjoyed I, hearing them. I brought Todd on Dopey because Dopey was kind of built for Todd. Right. You know, in my mind, when Chris and I started doing Dopey. All I could think was how much I wanted Todd to be on Dopey because me and Todd had been through most of my stories together. Right. And Todd was so funny. You know, and, and I, I mean, I knew Chris, but I didn't know Chris as well as I knew Todd. And I got to know Chris more than ever over those three years that we did the show together. Right. And I knew him before that, but I knew how funny Todd was. And I knew, I imagined what it would have been like to do the show with Todd. It would have been, Chris had a million other assets that Todd didn't have right. and vice versa or whatever. Well, Chris was the best co-host because he had the craziest stories, but he was also sober and like... Wicked smart. So smart, but also like really moving forward in his career. And I mean, he was just the ultimate co-host. Yeah, because he also knew the recovery stuff. He knew the big book. He knew drugs. Todd didn't know anything. You could learn a lot (laughs) from Chris. Todd would have been the amazing, the most amazing third person, which is why I actually, I bought a board before. I mean, there was a whole little episode about it years ago when I bought this board. I was like, we were, me and Chris were about to record Dr. Drew and, um, and we were recording on this shitty fucking mic mm-hmm. called a Yeti, and we would talk about it very proudly because it was better than just talking into the computer, right. which is what we did before. And for the and I was just embarrassed at the idea of going to Doctor Drew's apartment talking with this to, a, to yeah, the Yeti. Yeah, talking to the Yeti. So I went to B and H and I bought a board, and um, and I realized it only had uh, I think it only had three inputs, right. and and I imagined. Like, but what would we do when Todd finally got sober and we needed a fourth input all the time? So I went back to the store and I bought this one. Mm-hmm. And I and in my head it was Todd's it was Todd's right. thing. Yeah. And um and then me and Chris went up to Dr. Drew's and recorded with him and 
And, uh, and, and eventually Todd actually came over and recorded and it was very like sweet, but now obviously it's bittersweet. All right. Because now it's just you. It's just me and you look at you. Right. Right. And then, and a cavalcade of other misfits. And that's one of my favorite thing is like a lot of people, um, when they talk, when they're celebrating Christmas and they're celebrating the show and I, and I, I get so much from everybody's pride, like all of those messages, like I well up, you know right. what I mean? Like there's yeah. so much pride and a lot of it is that we're a bunch of fuck ups. You know, somebody tweeted that it's a show uh, for a bunch of fuck ups made for by a bunch of fuck ups. <laughs> and it's true. And that warms my heart. You know, I couldn't ask to be a part of anything better than that. Yeah. You know, and, and, and on that note, let's go to the second special guest. Ooh. You ready? Yes. All right. So it is the 200th episode of Dopey, and we're having some very, very, very special guests today. And perhaps the most special, if not one of the most special, it's our friend, Dr. Drew. Welcome back to the show. Always a pleasure. Congratulations on the uh, 200th episode. What number episode? 500? 200? Just 200, Dr. Drew. Just 200. Okay. But right. to, but I never I mean it's we're talking about two hundred weeks in a row, you know what I'm saying? And also you know yeah. three things coincide. One is it's the two hundredth episode of the show. The other it would have been uh, Chris's thirty fourth birthday. And the third, which is something I haven't really talked about much, is uh, tomorrow is my four years sober. So it's the three oh, things. Oh my god! Wow. So well this this is. Uh, a Chris miss, right? We miss Chris. And also, in honor of Dopey, it's a Chris mess, M-E-S-S. Right. It is the mess that we are left with from Chris's, uh, Chris's actions, absolutely. It's a Christmas it's, well, and a Chris mess, yes. His disease, his disease. Yeah, I mean, I never thought we would get this far, and uh, and having you on was a huge deal, and you've always uh, sung our praises, so I just wanted to thank you, and... Uh, and happy to have you on the show. Um, well, you, you listen, you, it's, uh, you do a great job, number one. N- number two, this new medium of podcasting is such a, such a free enterprise where people can gather. And uh, it kind of reminds me of the basis of recovery itself, which is people reaching out to people, helping other people. And, you know, you have this, this electronic media now that lets us do it on our own. And I, I, I just think it's important that people like you and Chris are the ones shepherding it. People who've, you know, been in the depths of this thing, have seen the miracle of recovery, and uh, just want to talk about it. But, I, but you know, you talk about it in ways that are both serious and, and, and humorous. And, and I've always thought that was such an important piece of this disease. Uh, you have to laugh at some of it. You have to be a little bit lighthearted. It's tragic, but it's human, and humans are funny. We just are, and uh, and we're also tragic. And uh, you guys, you did a, you now, and you both with Chris did a great job of bringing all that. Well, I appreciate that. I really do, and uh, and I love to have you be a part of the show. And uh, what I want to do is um, next time you're back in the city, we'll sit down for a fucking uh, a third big or fourth. Big time appearance. Are you prepared? I'll, I'll have to get myself prepared. I'll spend some time meditating. Get ready. Yeah, get ready. Exercising. This time, bring me your question. You know what I mean? Email Santa Man or maybe we can call him, whatever. Send me your message, voice messages, however you want to do it. Let's, let me do a sort of Q&A 
type thing because uh, there are lots of questions out there about this condition and what to do about it. You know what I wanted to do is to create an Ask Dr. Drew portion of Dopey. So that's what we'll do. We'll set up an Ask Dr. Drew episode. Yeah, perfect. All right, Dr. Drew. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate the Christmas or Christmas wishes, and fucking have a beautiful day. I shall. Thank you, man. Talk to you soon. All right, right on. Bye. Huh? Dr. Drew. I, I see Linda's looking at me with this new look of uh, of reverence because all these people I brought to the I'm show. I'm so... You're so turned on. I'm You're turned so on right turned now. turned on right now. You love Dr. Drew. I do. I think Dr. Drew, well, I said the same thing about Brandon, but I think Dr. Drew's really smart, too. And I like, I have a lot of questions I want to send in to Dr. Drew. What do you, what do you want to know? I mean, well, I have to, I have to, I'm going to compile my list and maybe one of my questions will be picked. Linda really wants uh, an Ask Linda portion of the show. Yeah, I'm going to also do a, a, a Q&A, so send in your questions for Ask me. Ask a social worker. Ask a so- social work hour. Send it to dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Yes. Now... I know this is, you know, should I keep going with Christmas or should I do any of our divergent stories? I think we should stick with, keep going with this. I really like this. You don't want any of our divergent stories? We'll save this for the next time you do it? Let's, yeah, let's, I'm enjoying hearing all these You're enjoying the, Chris, the Christmas spirit? Yeah. Um, all right. Um, but I don't want to, I want to, let's just go back to the Dopey Nation for a second. You okay. want to hear, you want to hear some more let's well wishes? Let's hear some more Dopey Nation peeps. And then, and then we'll get back to, maybe there will, won't be any more celebs. Maybe it's just Brandon Novak maybe. and Dr. Drew. I mean, hold on. Here, here's, here's some more Dopey Nation folks. These are some serious, like, right here is like some hardcore Dopey Nation folks. Like some of the more prominent people. The real dedicated. Yeah. And we're going to start with, with one of my favorites, which is Dan Ali Sr. Who, oh, okay. He participated in, your, in one of your Ask a Social Work segments. He did, yes. And, uh, and I love Dan, and uh, he's all about it. You know, he's, he's like, uh, super supportive, and I love to have him on the show. And then there's, or involved with the show. And then there's a bunch of other super prominent, dopey people. Super fans. I think I might play the Colleens now, B. Getz. Perhaps Paulina. This is going to be the serious Dopey Nation block. All right. You ready? I am. And Kevin from Twitter. Let's see if I can remember to play all of them now. Okay. Okay. Yo, Dave. This is Dan Ali Sr. up in the woods of Maine. Just wanted to uh, leave you a voicemail, say congrats on 200, and uh, let you know that I've been sober about 15 months now and Dopey's been there since the very beginning and I fucking love you for it uh we miss you Chris fucking toodles stay strong Dopey Nation hey Dave it's Colleen in St. Louis and I wanted to send you lots of love on this Christmas I'm sure you don't want and you didn't expect this to be like a I don't know a big mushy thing about you but I think it's pretty awesome and a testament to your character that you're making this day about the community that was created through Dopey you and Chris's efforts um I want to thank you for connecting everyone in Dopey Nation that crazy crew fills my heart with love, joy, and so much beautiful silliness every single day. Please keep moving forward. Um, I also want to send a lot of love to Annie, Alan, and St. Linda. 
Your family is so beautiful. Just keep being awesome. You are a freaking mustard seed. Big toodles and stay strong, Dopey Nation. I like Dopey because it makes me laugh, cry, and think. Rest in peace, Chris. That was David Mascolani from Facebook. Oh. He doesn't have a lot to say, but he says it well. Here's Paulina. Merry Christmas from Paulina in California. Happy 200 episodes. Holy shit. Happy four years, Dave. Holy shit. And shout out to the Dopey Nation on Facebook and Reddit and Twitter and Instagram and wherever the fuck. Um, I love the Dopey Nation so much. I love the podcast so much. Thank you for busting your ass, Dave, and creating this masterpiece week after week despite gnarly fucking shit going on in your life like losing Todd and losing Chris. So rest in peace, Chris, Todd, everyone else, and stay strong, Dopey Nation, and fucking toodles for Chris. Hey, guys, it's Colleen. Um, Colleen Marie, not the other Colleen, Colleen MC. (laughs) I just wanted to leave a voice memo and kind of say what Dopey means to me for this episode coming up. Um, Dopey has been a really big part of my recovery, especially in the last 72 days of getting clean and sober. Just the connections that I have made from the Dopey Nation are just unbelievable. I mean, I can connect with people right around me and different states across the country. Um, Dopey connected me with my long-lost sister, Colleen. I have a great friend and writing buddy, Justin, from across the way. I mean, Austin's like our harm reduction extraordinaire on the page, and Julie's a dopey angel, and Matt sends dopey decals out to everybody. It's just like there's so much love on the page and in the Dopey Nation, and I see that every day. Everybody supports each other. You know, we can just really encourage each other in our recoveries, and um, Dave is kind of like the leader of the misfit toys like we're all on the island and he's the one that we're looking up to and i was gonna say dave's like santa but i think santa's the one who shunned the toys so maybe that's not dave but anyways um i'm just so glad to get to hear about dave's life and um see how recovery has really been for him because it gives me hope about my future And him and Chris created something so great. I wish Chris was around to truly see what it's become. But I'm so excited to see what the future holds for Dopey Nation. And yeah, I'm just so thankful. So Dave, thank you. And I have so much love for everybody. Um, Stay strong and toodles for Chris. So that was sweet, right, Lynn? Yeah. It's... um. It's more of what we're talking about, just this community. It's it's mm-hmm. it's pretty insane and, and it just that it means so much to them. Just that like when Paulina mentions Todd, I like like it it hits me. It's just things like that. It really it really it, it affects me. But just to be totally transparent with the Dopey Nation, Linda and I have two children and we're running out of time with Linda. This this show is gonna go very long, but we're running out of Linda time. And there are two things I wanted to do with Linda on the show. And one of them is going to waste a bunch of her time because Worcester sent in this thing Mm -hmm. called The Evolution of Dopey. Right. And it's a 10-minute piece uh, of clips. And I I just wanted to see your reaction to it because I love how you react to these things. But before we do that, um, 
I wanted to talk about something. Linda and I went to dinner the other night. We had a we had a date night, which we never have. It was like our first date night in like six months, right? Yeah. Oh, no, uh, over a year. And um, and I told her something about uh, that was bothering me about a certain celebrity, uh, Mark Marin. Okay. Yes. And something that I, I wanted to create a segment on the show called Texting with Mark Marin because I swear to God, texting, because I text with Mark Marin. Whenever Mark Marin would go to Katz's, he would text me and I'd be like, oh my God, Mark Marin's texting me. Oh. And um, so I would try to play. At first, I was really good about playing it cool. It was like around the time the This American Life piece came out and right. I was, thought I was cool. So I didn't really care and blah, blah, blah. And I saw him a couple times and whatever. It's a lot like internet dating or something mm-hmm. and um and then he started coming and i wasn't there and then i got like nervous that i was losing him right and then um a little, little arty arty vibe going on it's different it's different. okay it, it's similar but different it's just it, we, it, you were you got very crazy with arty too yeah yeah it's like so there's well i get obsessive about something and when, and when somebody doesn't respond to me i like lose my shit right you know, I can't stand that. And then I like, I think like I'm not good, and right. I'm not, I'm not worthy, and and like I'm just a piece How of come shit. How you don't get like that when I don't? I do respond to your text. <laughs> well, I, I sometimes I used to, and sometimes I do. I, I can get in like that uh, with anybody, and I think that's, that's true. You get you can get like that with a stranger. Oh yeah, I'm just like questioning mark. Hello. So then, when it's like somebody who's famous, it sends you to a whole different level of crazies. So me and Mark Marin got in this whole texting thing. And he didn't show up, and then I got angry, and I started, like, lashing out. Like, he had uh, John Lennon's son, Sean Lennon, on his show, and and I was like, what? Did Sean Lennon wear his stupid hat on your show? And Mark Maron was like, he was like, why are you bashing my guests? <laughs> and then he ignored me, and he stopped texting me, and I was really upset about it, and right. I was telling Linda, and she was, like, laughing at me. And then the other morning at work... I was getting a catering gig ready, and uh, you know, and I was kind of upset that Mark Maron wasn't going to be you were on. Stu- you were still stewing, dude. I'm like over Mark Maron. I'm constantly stewing over something, right. but I was stewing over Mark Maron, and I was stewing over a problem at work. And I walk out the door, and there he is across the street. Mark Maron. Yeah, it was fucking crazy, and it was um, meant to be. Well. The other thing about it is uh, recently somebody texted me and asked me, you know, how I handle the higher power aspect of uh, recovery. Right. And I don't have, you know, I mean, I believe that the universe is bigger than me and the universe is great and it's, you know, the universe is my higher power and I, I, I'm comfortable saying that the universe is God. That's, I'm comfortable with sure. that. Um, but... I mean, and I'm sure God has worked in my life in a million different Mysterious ways. Mysterious ways. But as far as I can tell, the only really concrete way that God has worked in my life is putting Mark Marin right in front of me. So I shouldn't be offended that you didn't just say me. Well, or the children wow. or, or okay. anything. And then no, no. Nice being on the show, guys. No, no, no. But the first time, you know, because the first time. Mark Marin was there. No, no, no. The first time I was waiting tables at Katz's, mm-hmm. trying to, months ago, trying to get David Chef on the show. Right. And David Chef was like, I'm not going to do it. And I'm standing by the hot dogs and Katz's thinking to myself, no one's going to come on the show again. The right. show is going to be over. Yes. Uh, and I walk out the door and Mark Marin's walking down the street. 
Right. And I went up to him and he said, come on, you know, after like a little schmoozing, a little lox and egg, uh, lox and onion omelet. Mm-hmm. He comes on the show. And this day. So God communicates through Mark Maron, Mark Maron appearances. For me. This is, this is, this is sick. Mark. Do you hear, do you hear yourself? Mark Maron is proof of God. <laughs> proof of God to in me. your world. And I'm not saying Mark Maron is God, but God puts Mark well, Maron. Like Jesus. Who? Mark Maron. No. Okay. He's, he's, he's just evidence <laughs> of divine intervention in my life. Okay. Now, here is uh, Mark Maron. And you know Mark Maron isn't Jesus because he was kind of a dick to me, just so you know. You ready? Yes. Okay. Hey, it's the 200th episode of Dopey. That's crazy. And Dave has four years sober. That's, that's a fucking miracle. Today. Today. You don't have to tell me what to say. I'm, I'm telling them. It's today. It's today. It's exci- I'm excited. All right, let's, is this over? No, keep going. What a great show. Turn it off. You have to say it's Mark Marin. It's Mark Marin. And you're really happy to be on the show again. They didn't know. What? And you're really happy to be on the show again. Um, wait, what? I'm not being on the show again. You mean right now? This is it. Oh, we're doing it. This is it. Oh, it's such a thrill to be back on Dopey after so long. It's been great catching up. Thank you. Mark Marin, ladies and gentlemen, what do you think? Is that proof of God or is that proof of God? That was really touching. Yeah. Wow. It's funny because at the And you t- felt better after that? Yeah, it's funny. At the time <laughs> I felt really good. And then I started getting It's almost like you and Mark Marin are the are the same as your dynamic with Chris. Like you're Chris. I know. And Mark Marin is you. Like you like he's like just mean to you and you're like I laughed psyched it up. about it. Well no, it was like I felt so good about it. I'm like, I felt so good about it. And then I'm like, I start getting the messages from the Dopey Nation, and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so touched. I'm so touched. And in the back of my head, I'm like, but I have this killer Mark Maron uh, and recording. And that was it. And then, I, and then I listened to some of the Dopey Nation, and then I played the Mark Maron, and I was like, he didn't sound so nice to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like getting into the, the hot tub after you're in the pool or something. Right. Like that crazy contrast. Now, Linda only has very little time. Maybe we can stretch it to 15 minutes instead of seven. But you have seven minutes. I want to play you this evolution of Dopey thing, and then I want you to comment, and then we're done. This is our first episode of Dopey, the dumbass podcast about drugs. This show is not necessarily about recovery. It's about drugs. Maybe eventually it will be. Who knows? If this show is ever about recovery, you got to get somebody else in this spot. I'm out. This show is about drug stories. It's not about recovery. It's not about doing the next right thing. It's about the last wrong thing. But maybe with the evolution of your recovery, that's what the show will become. I just want you guys to know that Dopey, the podcast on drugs and addiction, and maybe a little recovery. I like when you say the the podcast on drugs and dumb shit. I've decided that um, the podcast will center around recovery. It will include more about recovery. Which has anybody else ever suggested something like that to you? An idea like that? I don't think I've ever heard about it before. <laughs> this is a recovery episode. This is the least dopey episode. I'm so sorry. Everyone. It's not the least dopey episode. I apologize episode. for that? How do we get dopey to the next level? We're going to be sorry. selling dopey t-shirts. We're going to have dopey stickers, dopey hats. It's going to be dopey nation running wild. The dopey nation is growing. The dopey nation stays strong. Represent. Zen. So here we are in the hour format. I am so excited for this episode because for the first time in a long time, it is just me and Dave. It feels good to be back. OG status. How so? 
Because we were the first two. You we did. formed the gang. We started the Dopey Nation. If there's anybody in the Dopey Nation and they are willing to get the Dopey logo tattooed on their body, I'll say in any size. I don't even care. Any, any size, any place on the body. Yes. We'll give them 50 bucks cash if they put it on their forehead. Yeah, if it's on their forehead, we will pay you. Our pledge to you, Dopey Nation, you're going to hear Artie Lang's voice. You're going to hear him live. That's our pledge to you. It's by 2018. Today is a very very interesting and exciting day in the world of Dopey because we have our first celebrity guest. Welcome, Danny Boy. Outstanding applause. Dopey Nation. There's like 400 of you guys, which I really love. 450 sometimes. Hello, and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about, um, drugs and... Uh-oh. Oh, Jesus. Who's that? Is someone from the nation? Yes, it is. <laughs> you want to put them on the show? <coughs> Hello? Hey, there you are. By the way, uh, you're calling as we're recording Dopey, so you're actually on Dopey. Wow, that's excellent. The third tweet was, when's the next time Todd is coming on the show? And as he tweeted it, Todd comes to the door. Here he is. We got, uh, hey, what's up, Dopey? And not only is he on the show, he's here in person. This There's is a time. milestone for Dopey. It's a momentous occasion because we are recording with a microphone. Today we have film writer and famous actor Nick Reiner. What number episode are we recording? Oh, this is the big 5-0. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Laying it down. Okay, so the Big five zero. Can you? Could you have ever imagined fifty episodes ago that we'd still be sitting here recording Dopey? Um. Yeah. No. I don't know. I don't imagine. So what are we talking about? What's next on the agenda, bro? <laughs> you wanted to do. You ruined the fiftieth episode of Dopey. You wanted to. Do we were on a tear, Chris. Why did you ruin our 50th episode? SMI. You blame it on the severe <laughs> mental illness? I can't argue with that. Today we are recording in a very special new location in the home where I grew up. And funnily enough, we have a special guest who's also my father, Alan. Welcome to Dopey. Yes, it's really nice to be here. <laughs> I said, are you Bob Forrest? And he said, yeah. And I was like... Uh, I don't know what it means to be Bob Forrest, but it's me. Dopey Nation. You seem to listen to a lot of our episodes. A good five, six hundred of you, which is impressive, More by the way. 700. You've catapulted us recently past 25,000 downloads, which we're very, very excited about and we're appreciative. Sometimes when I read an email or a review... It strikes me as incredibly weird that they actually listen to us. Are you, it, it, it's not sometimes, it's always for me. Like, can I'm you literally imagine? I'm literally in a state of perpetual awe and shock that there are people out there willing to listen to stuff that comes out of my mouth. Chris and I bow before the graph of dopey downloads every, every day. Dave and I get to look at this chart every day or every few days, and we get to see that we're slowly growing. growing. You know, and it's been growing for a year and a half almost now. Slowly. And it keeps us going, slowly. It, I would say if that chart was not growing at all, or if it was staying, I think there's a good chance we might stop. I, I, don't, I wouldn't give up. I don't give up. My life is so much better than it was before. It's amazing. And I owe it all 
Pretty dopey. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have an idea. You ready? It's called the Dopey Podcast Theme Song Contest. Hello and welcome to Dopey, the hundredth episode of our podcast. Ding, 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 ding. That's our hundredth episode theme song. Yeah, we prepared a lot for this. Sing it. Ding, 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 ding. It is the hundredth episode of Dopey. On the fiftieth episode, Chris systematically destroyed it. Now we are at the hundredth episode. A benchmark in podcasting. Today, hit 300 reviews. Thanks to you guys. Thank you guys. So thank you, number one. We also recently cracked 400,000 total downloads. We also just had our two-year anniversary. Happy anniversary, Chris. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Dopey Nation, you're really not going to believe this one. We are in a penthouse, and uh, who is here but... Please introduce yourself. Uh, Drew Pinsky. We just came the closest that will probably ever come to having already on the show. Are you going to put this on me? No. Okay. This is the guest. I won't tell you why I am yet because we're with them guests. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's not Meryl Streep. Well, if, if you don't know, okay, anybody who's listened to our show for the past, how long have we done Two the show? Years. Two years and change. Yeah. I think it was episode... Two, which was got erased. Yeah. But I said, if I could have any guest on this show, it would be one person. And who is that person? That person was Artie Lang. And we are right about going for low hanging fruit. But the fucked up thing, and, and like it might, it might, it might be the end of Dopey, right? I just feel like everyone's laughing about everything they're doing, and then they can just drop dead. You know, it's like it's so funny, and then it's like. It's just like we, we're these kids. We're these kid adults, you know, getting high and acting as though it's funny. And at any minute, we could just die. Hello and welcome to Dopey, the podcast about drugs, addiction, and dumb shit. And I am Dave. Uh, the worst thing that could have ever happened happened. And uh, Chris relapsed and died. And here I am alone at my dad's with one microphone plugged into the mixer with GarageBand open on my computer recording Dopey. Um, I have a bunch of stuff that I figured I would try to do. And, um, you know, maybe we'll just jump into it. Because as always, when I do Dopey, I am unprepared. And today's a very exciting day uh, in the history of Dopey because my beautiful... What do you call yourself? Partner. My beautiful partner, Linda, has decided to come on the podcast. So say hello. Hello. So today's a huge day in the history of Dopey in that an article about us came out in Vice today. It's a pretty magical, mystical moment for me, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I ran into fucking Mark Marin on Ludlow Street, and then I invited him for breakfast, and uh, he, in- he said he'd come on Dopey, and it fucking blew me away, and here he is. Now, do you want to be the first person to play the Dopey podcast stash word game? She's a Jew. She's a Gentile. She's an addict. You guessed it. It's Jamie Lee Curtis. The big news is tonight, This American Life, Ira Glass's show, is doing a huge piece about Dopey. On NPR. On National Public Radio and also on the This American Life podcast. Which has a a bazillion listeners. Well, it has five million listeners. So the Dopey Nation might grow a little bit. So sorry, guys, if you guys are comfortable in your current state. I'm extremely excited. Uh, We just... 
crossed the two million download barrier, and I feel really, uh, I feel really great about it. It does make me think about Chris, but as for now, I know Chris would have been incredibly, incredibly just over the moon for two million downloads. I know when we started making the show, we never, ever, ever thought we were going to get that far. I was listening to an episode today where we were talking about like the first 200 downloads and the first 200 downloads uh, were so magical. And, And when we first started getting emails, the other thing that just occurred to me when I was listening to it was just how innocent and sweet Chris was like, He was really funny, and obviously he did a ton of drugs, but the reason the show was so great uh, was because of how innocent he was and how, like, aw shucks he was and how, like, how open he was and how smart he was. It really, really made the show great. Um, I love Chris. I miss Chris. And um, there will be multiple Chris tributes over the summer. All right. And uh, stay strong in toodles, Dopey Nation. Stay strong, my brothers and sisters. I love you guys. Now, I wanted to end the show like that, but I have like another hour to do of the show. But Linda, <laughs> Linda can't do the other hour. But I wanted—I knew that she'd get a. Uh, that was like heart wrenching, right? Yeah, it's a lot of work, a lot of historical moments, and a lot of fucking pain. You yeah. know, a lot of joy too. Yeah, but like, you know, and Worcester's commitment to doping. Oh my gosh, that's like. What a gift he he's given the show with that stuff. He's also done some amazing artwork. Right. He's very talented. But um, it's funny, you know, the idea of a podcast is just an amazing idea mm-hmm. because it's like a radio show kind of without worrying about sponsors. Or when you do it like I do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I guess we've had a few sponsors, which I really am grateful for. But, like, it's like we didn't think of it as a document of our life. You know, and it is. Right. And um, that's the most amazing part. Like, even when Chris was alive, it was a serial. There were stories. There were ongoing things. How do we get arty? How do we grow? How do we do this? But after he dies, it it sets up a really dramatic story. Right. And um, the fucked up thing is it's Chris's dad and it's our life, you know, and Todd. And and, and it's like, you know, it's it's, it's mind-blowing. Um, it's mind blowing that we've done this thing. It's mind blowing to me that it's out there, that this story that's so personal and yet still entertaining is, uh, is a show. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Is it bad weird or is it good? weird? No, no. I mean, when you listen to the dopey nation fans, you should realize that it's only good. Yeah, but that, what do you think of the evolution of dopey? Pretty crazy, right? It's it's unbelievable, and then to hear it like that is it's it's crazy. Um, but thank you for having me. Okay, thank you for coming on. I love you. I love you too. And, uh, and congratulations. You're gonna miss the uh, the rest of the 200th episode, and Lord knows you're not gonna listen to it after <laughs> this. But okay, we're gonna continue without Linda. More special guests coming up. Bye. So, in a freak turn of events, Linda has <laughs> stayed to do the show. It's now ten o'clock it's at a night. Gun to my head right now that no one can see. Ten o'clock on the night of Christmas, kind of like. I want to say Christmas Eve, but I guess last night was Christmas Eve, right? Yes. So the show rolls on, 10 o'clock at night. Linda and I had to take apart 
uh, our older daughter's room because one of the great gifts of my recovery was the ability to purchase her a ridiculous bunk bed. And yeah. tomorrow the bunk bed is coming. So today we we did all the furniture and not to mention the crazy baby and mm. Nora's friend and yeah. fucking work and this and that. Long so, walk to Carvel because... You probably wanted a Sunday. You told me to do it. Did you get a Sunday? No, I did not. You didn't get anything. I got a small kid's mixed cone, a swirl. Okay. So you did get something. I got a small kid's... And and didn't you just say you're going to go start to eat the ice cream in the freezer? It's celebra- a little bit celebratory chocolate chocolate chip. The Christmas chocolate chocolate chip chocolate fiesta. It's a celebratory chocolate chocolate chip in the freezer. Don't judge me, Linda. Okay. So welcome back to the show. Thank you. Glad to be back. There's a lot of stuff still on the docket. Um, why don't we start with a little more Chris to get get you back in the mood for Christmas, 200th episode. Let's do it. All right. This is some funny stuff. This is some me and Chris just uh, having a good old time stuff. If I can remember this correctly, Chris, like Chris didn't know a lot of stuff. Like there was a lot, a lot, we talked about a lot of stuff that Chris did know, mm-hmm. but Chris didn't know a lot of stuff. And, uh, and this clip is like a classic look into the mind that was, uh, the great and powerful Chris. Not, you're not going to believe me if I ask you this. Please. Is Snow White Cinderella? <laughs> no. I thought she loses her slipper and becomes like a no, queen. No. Cinderella is a chick. Yeah, she was like, oh, she was the handmaiden, or she was like, of the sisters, she was like the little bitch sister who was ugly and didn't do anything, and then she puts the shoe on, and she fits the shoe, and she becomes... Is this true? She becomes the queen or something? Is this true? (laughs) I swear to God. What do you know? Isn't there a slipper of Cinderella that she puts on? Chris, it's amazing. What what dosages do clomazepam come in? (laughs) Everything, man. Um, He doesn't know anything. I thought Snow White turned into Cinderella when she put the shoe on or something. Now I remember, Snow White lives with the dwarves, and there's Grumpy, and I don't know my fairy tales. How many dwarves can you name? Grumpy, Sleepy. Grumpy is new. Is Grumpy even one of them? I think so. Grumpy, Sleepy, Dopey, Slappy. (laughs) (laughs) Can you name the seven dwarves? Slappy. He's funny. Let's see. Sleepy, happy, doc, sneezy. Dopey. Dopey. Grumpy. There's one more. Slappy. I don't know. I can't name him. Dopey, sleepy, grumpy, happy, doc, bashful, and... Sneezy. Sneezy. There it is. Anyway. And slappy. Yeah, Chris thought Snow White was Cinderella, which is a beautiful thing to me. Well, he said, I don't know my fairy tales. I know. Which but is interesting. Like, that's it's interesting if you think about it, I do, guess. Do you want to hear more of Chris delving into yeah, stuff he doesn't know? I like that. Okay, hold on. Actually, no. I want to I go into this. This is like, this is what how Chris would mask if he was using. This is like, this is like a kind of like him explaining the kind of stuff he would do if he was using, which I didn't notice in the end, of course. It makes, you know, it's bittersweet reflection here, but here's a classic uh, Chris clip. I used to have this thing where, like, I would just, like, make shit up, like, 
because I thought it would be better for some reason. So I came home and I'm like, and I've just been drinking a lot too. I've been shooting coke, but at this point I was just like shit face. And I come home and I pretended that the girl that I was dating, the Japanese girl, I'm not gonna say her name, like so and so. I'm like, she's cheating on me. <laughs> she wasn't even cheating. On me. What? So there's a story <laughs> of why like, you're all yes. fucked up. <laughs> I thought it would be Take a pity. I'm like, she's cheating on me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that is funny. And you know what? I got back together and stayed with her, and I never even mentioned this. Mentioned <laughs> <laughs> Your parents were. It's like they had no idea why you were with the the, the whatever the she cheater cheating Japanese girl. She and I like it. It's like you're so down and out. She's not cheating on you. She's cheating on me. Cheating. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you drop the G when you're so down and out. She's cheating. On, she's cheating on me. Yeah, we had good times, right? Yeah, that's I guess are having a lot of fun with that one. It's like, um, I said this before, I think, when in the beginning, or, or, or until the show kind of hit a weird stride, we would record between two and four episodes a night. And when we'd get to the third and fourth episode, like delirious. we would be delirious. He sound, you both sound nuts there. I know. That was the, that, <laughs> but that's when Dobie was really like the best it ever yeah. was. It was. You guys sounded you guys sounded wasted. But do you remember, Lynn? You and me recorded one night, kind of like this night, mm-hmm. and you told a story about Nora hiding Malamars, and I start laughing like yeah. that. And I wound up erasing it you by mistake. La- you had a laughing attack. But that's like the best stuff. I mean, right. that's what like draws people in. Right. Um, let's play some more clips of people who uh, want to say nice things. Okay. Do you feel good about that? I do. Do you want to hear from B. Guess? He's got his own. Uh, B. Guess has his own uh, soundtrack music to his his voice memo. Oh, cool. Yeah. You want to hear it? I want to hear that. Do you want to talk about your feelings right now? Uh, my feelings about what B. Guess? No, you being oh. ang- you you being angry at me. I'm angry because you told me I was dilly dallying. You are dilly dallying. I'm, like, I'm like Cinderella around this place. Okay, <laughs> you wish. This morning I woke up. There's Lamberger fucking pans <laughs> on the fucking stove. I swear to God. And this might, you know, this. Oh, I, I apologize. Why, do you, why do, do you just need a, like a good fight in the middle of Christmas? I apologize. It was a new tradition. It's like at uh, Festivus, there's feats of strength. In Christmas, there's the the fights in the middle. I'll of Christmas. be your punching bag. No. Put your feelings out on me. I'm gonna say this. There's three women that I know that are the biggest dilly-dalliers that I ever met. One is Nora. The other is your mother. (laughs) And the third is you. And the three of you, if you have something to do, you're like... Maybe I'll just clean this this chair right it's now. It's called attention deficit disorder and then start that the three talking. of us have. Like, so, Nora, which side do you want the stairs to be? And then you stand there. It's like and oh, pregnant pauses and milking. Nouns. Maybe we should. Can I give you the password before you go? You just sit her down. Why don't? It's like every and, and your mom does the same stuff. She goes. Why don't we visit for a little bit? <laughs> Let's just visit nicely. Well, you also ha- were very anxious about doing this. Yes. So I think if you weren't, you probably would have been a little more patient. And if it wasn't so late. I'm right. also like, in my mind, like, it's like 10 o'clock in New York. Yes. The episode usually comes out now. And like, you know me, I'm an anxious person. I agree. I mean, you agree. Yes, I'm an anxious person. You agree. So let me say this to the Dopey Nation and to you. I'm sorry I pushed you to do this. I'm sorry I rushed you. I'm sorry I accused you 
of being, you are a dilly-dallier, but I'm sorry I set you off. We both had a long day with a lot of work. Do you accept my apology? I accept your apology. Can, you sit, can you sit closer to the mic because you're going to make me fucking crazy oh with that gosh. shit? Oh, my gosh. Can we move on now, please? You want to hear B-Gats? I want to hear B-Gats. Okay. You know, B-Gats what B wants. Before I play it, it's just another batch of, like, True blue dopey fans. You ready? These are yeah. these are you know starting with B gets, but it's gonna be another block of fandom. Okay. Greetings from the Ganja Farms of Northern California. This is your boy B. Getz sliding through to wish y'all a Merry Christmas. And we miss you, Chris. Mazel tov to Dave on this 200th episode and the 2 million downloads. Thank you for soldiering on through unspeakable grief and summoning the intestinal fortitude to deliver us to this momentous occasion. Your efforts do not go unnoticed, and we are so grateful. Always thinking of the dearly departed Chris and his absence, the void is palpable. So on his birthday, want to send love beams out to Chris wherever you are, and bang the vape one time for your mind. A tip of the kangle to Dave's esteemed father, Alan, a.k.a. the king of Kvetch. Also to your lovely partner, Linda, some of my favorite content on the show. And also want to send one out to Chris's uh, brave partner, Annie, who we're often thinking of. And uh, from there, just shout out the Dopey Nation and my friends in the Dopey Nation, like the Colleen's and uh, the prodigal son of Baton Rouge, Jeremy Turner, my man Hot Wheels, uh, Julie, and that British dude, Dave, who sounds like Winston Churchill. I know this was supposed to be like a 30-second message, but uh, I got carried away. So with that, I'm going to sign off. Minase toodles. Word to the Dopey Dane. Hey, this is Brady from Iowa. Congratulations on 200 episodes. Love the new episodes. I love going back and listening to uh, old ones with you and Chris, both in them as well. Hope, uh, hope we get another 200 more. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. Hey, what's up, Dopey Nation? 200 episodes. It's Iffy from the UK, Brighton, the ethical dealer. Just want to say congratulations for making 200 episodes. It's huge. I was listening when it was episode 1, 3, 5, and 7, the Lost Tapes. But yeah, hopefully another 200 episodes more. Minase toodles, but rest in peace, Chris. Peace. Stay strong, Dave. So that's two Minase toodles. You know the, the, the do you know the Minase toodles? No. Well, Chris would like to say toodles, and uh, you know when I do my fake Jamaican thing, a Jamaican guy might say Minase toodles if he doesn't want to say toodles. So we said that a lot. I would say Minase toodles at the end, <laughs> and. Um, I love it when people say me not yeah. say toodles. Sounds uh, very cool. You think so? Yeah. 
You think Minase Toodles sounds cool? I think cool? it sounds really cool. Are you making fun of me? No, right I now? really, I feel like that's a very cool thing to say. In our life, you've never said anything that I've ever said is cool, and now you think me not I, say It doesn't sound cool. cool when you say it, but it sounds when cool when he says gets it. and if he says it. Right. It yeah. sounds cooler than sounds, Toodles. Right. It's, it sounds like something. It sounds like something like I want to be a part of. <laughs> <laughs> I, lo- that's, I, I love that guy, Iffy. Is it Iffy or Izzy? Iffy. Everybody calling in has these great, like, voices. Dude, it's fucking international dopey thing. You ready for some more diversity but or even no? All the, all the people leaving voice, like, leaving the voicemails have these great voices. Well, how about B. Getz's radio speech? Oh, it's uh, with the music and everything? That's the ganja farmer. He's calling from the ganja farms in Northern California. I like that he has a soundtrack for his voicemail. I wouldn't be surprised if when he walked down the street, that music was playing. That's playing and playing like surrounding him. Yeah, where he goes in a cloud of smoke. No, very possibly. Anyway, do you want to hear a ridiculous story that I never told you before? Maybe. So, a couple weeks ago. I was uh, walking from one meeting to another, you know, catering meeting, and I was on the phone with the guy who actually invented the Dopey logo, graphic design Ryan. And uh, and I'm talking about, like, doing some work, making some graphic or something, and um, I see this guy walk past me, and I'm sure... It's the actor that plays Harry Potter, Daniel Radcliffe. And Chris always told me how Daniel Radcliffe was this major alcoholic in recovery. Right. So I say to Ryan, I got to get off the phone. Uh, I got to go. And I get off the phone with Ryan, and I take off after this man. You know, he looks, to me, he looks exactly like Daniel Radcliffe, but he has a beard. He's wearing this very nice, like, designer suit. Like but a his pa- face looked like... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Like an older Harry Potter. Was he wearing glasses? Those round glasses? No, he wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, so I I just start running after him. He's wearing like a light blue, like cottony suit because it's summer, beginning of the Uh summertime, whatever. And and I'm like kind of nervous because I'm a big Harry Potter fan, you know? Right. And I I stop him and I said, excuse me, are you Daniel Radcliffe? And he's like, no. And it turns out he's a very, very gay American guy. He's nothing. He's, once he starts talking, he doesn't seem anything like Harry Potter. Okay. And it's it's pretty embarrassing, you yeah. know. And uh, so I go, he said no. He said no. And then I said he said why? And I said, oh, it's kind of stupid. But I might as well. I figured I might as well tell him because I've stopped him in the middle of the street. Yeah, you, know? you owe him some sort of explanation. Exactly. So I, I have a bunch of dopey cards, and I give him a dopey card, and I say, you know, um. I do this podcast, and I thought you were Daniel Radcliffe, and I would have loved it if Daniel Radcliffe came on the show. Mm. And he's like, okay, whatever. He's like, but I, well, I'm in recovery, and I'll come on the show. No, no. And that was it, and I left. Right. And um, weeks later, uh, I'm doing a catering job, and me and Toast go to, uh, we go to A&E, you know, in Midtown to, mm-hmm. to cater at A&E. And the dude works at A&E. Oh, my god! And he comes up to the counter, and I'm like, oh, shit, it's Harry Potter. And he didn't recognize me, but I recognized <laughs> him. And it was just it was like, it was just ridiculous. Did you say? Yes. Did you ask him again if he was? Yes. I said, I said, I said, I said, hey, man, he didn't recognize me. And then for some reason, I humiliated myself by reminding him of this, right. uh, this event. That's very funny. It's funny, right? Yeah. Now I want to move on. That's a good funny story. You like that story? I think it's a good story. (laughs) (laughs) I want to move on to, uh, have you ever heard Amy Dresner on the show? Mm Mm-mm. 
Well, here, Amy Dresner wanted to do a quick call-in. We, Amy Dresner is a super special guest of the show, guest host, you know, rotating host. And, yeah. And the Dopey Nation loves her. I think the Dopey Nation book club read her book. Awesome. So here's little Amy. It's very exciting. 200th episode. Very, very special guest. The one, the only, the Californian author that we all love, Amy Dresner. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Dopey Drez. Dopey Drez. I know I have my own fucking dopey fucking nickname now. I'm so stoked. See, I don't like Officially it when... In. I don't like it when they call me Dopey Dave. I don't like it. Why? Because I'm very fucking stupid and sensitive. I like to be called Dave from Dopey. Oh, Jesus Christ. Well, good luck with, you know, micromanaging everyone's, you know... <laughs> Shit. I know. Enjoy that. How's that working for you? It's, it's going really well. Everyone's doing exactly what I want them to do. Uh-huh. Are they following your script? Good. Constantly. I am the director, uh-huh. and they are the players in my life scene. <laughs> Someone's read the big book. So what's going, uh, what's going well, on, Amy? on 200th Dopey. That's fucking amazing. Right? And I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I don't know. I remember once... You and I were on the phone. You don't remember this. Well, I remember this because I was walking from the Lower East Side to Penn Station, and I was sitting outside Penn Station waiting for the train, and I think Chris had just died, and we were planning when you were going to come back on, and I said, Amy, I'm going to make this thing big, and you were like, yeah, sure you are. Do you remember that conversation? (laughs) No, but now I feel like an asshole. Great. No, I mean, why would you believe it? But And it's not big yet, but it's on the grow. Yeah, dude, you're ambitious as fuck. And I think you have something really special. I think what makes Dopey fucking special is the realness. You know, it's it, it, we're in a very fake world right now where it's all about looking good and sounding good and saying the right PC shit and all that kind of stuff. And Dopey is a place where people really throw it down and are like, hey, I fucking relapsed and here's this gnarly story and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you know, we get down in the dirty and it's like, that's where the connection is. You know, I mean, Johan Hari says, you know, the opposite of addiction is connection. And I don't think it's that quite that simple, but I do think a big part of recovery is connecting with other fucking recovering addicts and, you know, hearing their stories and sharing your stories and not feeling alone. And as I've said before, you know, when you feel, you don't feel ashamed, your dopamine rises and it's just like, that's the whole thing. It's like, you know, and, and your thing is unfiltered. And in a world where everything's filtered so it doesn't piss anyone off, like people go up and fucking talk about whatever. And it's like, that's what's created the dopey nation and the cohesiveness of that community where everyone really sticks together and comes together for stuff. And it's, it's fucking cool, man. It's really cool. I'm stoked to be part of it. Well, I'm stoked you're part of it too. And I appreciate you know. everything you said. And... um yeah, I think that um, we never intended for it to be what it's become, and uh, it's so much more than we we had intended it to be. You know, just just by the nature of like like what you said before, uh, a message group of a bunch of people who have never met and yet love each yeah. other so much. I mean, that is uh, yeah, it's cool. It's 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 funny when I hear all these people. You know, I've been I've I put out a message to the Dopey Nation to send in voicemails about what the show means to them and i got so many messages it's Aww. it's very emotional 
and yeah, um, totally. but it's and it's still very abstract. But uh, yes. I'm, but I'm proud and I'm excited. I mean, tomorrow's Chris's birthday. Tomorrow's the 200th episode. Tuesday was Probably. my four years. It's like you can't. Yeah, nice. Right. You can't have that many things in one week without trying to make it as celebratory as possible. Absolutely. I'm doing a face mask and fucking deep, deep conditioning my Jufro right now. I'm totally serious. Oh, you're making it happen. Celebration and celebration. Am I making a hat? I said you're making it happen. Are you making a hat too? (laughs) I was like, no, I don't wear hats. I know. I sent you a dope. Oh, you did. You sent me pictures with the dopey hat. Yeah, fuck you. Relax. Um, What was I going to say? Do you have cucumbers on your eyes? No, I'm not. What am I doing? A spa treatment at home? No. What did you say? You said your face mask, some kind of mask, some kind of scrub. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is, is it I made of? I got, I got friends. It's like pumpkin shit. It's not Joe. It's the, not. Know. It's not Jojo Berry. The fuck is Jojo Berry? I know. I think they do some kind of mask. That with sounds jo- like a strip. That sounds like a stripper. It's, it's like a new. And, ne- and next up on the stage, Jojo Berry. Give a round of applause. There you go. Um, that's funny. Um, so what else going on with you, Amy? Talk to me. What's a good word? Uh, fucking life is in session, man. Well, you know, we're going to do a whole other thing. You know, both my parents are ill. It's pretty fucking gnarly, but I'm fucking staying clean through it. And, uh, you know, I think that's the other thing is where your, your thing is not about, you know, recoveries, butterflies and unicorns and rainbows and fairy dust, because that's not reality, man. The reality is life, you know, keeps going and we don't have any place to check out. There's no way to check out. I had this one fleeting thought the other night. I was like, I got to go fuck someone. I got to get out of my body. And I'm right. like, hey, slow your roll. You know, let's go get a massage, like chill out, take a nap. Like, we'll, we'll be cool, you know, but it's like, you know, it's real life with no filter and it's beautiful and it's also really intense and painful sometimes. Well, you know, you, I remember the other night when you were about to go fuck somebody, I was like bored and um, and I was looking at Twitter and you posted that you, you know, like when you feel like that, you didn't say I like to go fuck people. What you said was I want to go work out or clean my house to get out of my head. And I, that was before the wanting to fuck someone that came after that. You realized that you realized that wasn't doing it for you. You needed something else. <laughs> Well, my trainer is on a trip, so I can't work out right now. But um, no, I just, you know, all these feelings. Well, I have. I'm taking these feelings. It was, well, that's old. You know, I was a sex addict. So those old impulses come up and it's like, you know, and instead, like I did my laundry. I got my outfit for this fucking Reno gala that I'm doing in uh, on September 14th. I, you know, I got my my eyeglasses adjusted. I, you know what I mean. I'm like washing my hair. I went to the market. I was just like, keep it rolling, girl. And did the, keep it rolling. And did the bad feelings pass? Yeah, you know, when I reached out to people and like I got a manicure and like self-care, I hate that word, but like, you know, it's important. I can't, you know, you got to take care of yourself, but you can't show up for other people. And it's just like, so, you know, I just, uh, yeah, I'm channeling my energy into, into positive stuff. I'm not doing a ton of writing, which is pissing me off. I am working on my dad's pilot, which is cool. You know, um, that's good. And, uh, I like all yeah. the, I like all the humble bragging on your trainer and your gig in Reno and all these nice little humble brags you got going. Oh, I hate you so much. I like you. that. I no. fucking, I like I totally that. Bro- I, I, broke, I broke, come on. I broke and single and I'll be 50 Listen. in November. 
where can I, I live with my cat yeah. and I've gotten laid in two and a half years. Is that mu- enough reality for you? But you there you go. There's you, the- you have a very luxurious cat, though. That is not some stray cat. That cat's got to cost a lot of money, that cat. He was. I got my book advance and I bought myself a cat. That's, That's amazing. Amazing. Amy, you never cease to amaze me. I love having you on the show. I love that you're a part of this thing. You bring Thank hope you. to the hopeless, light to the darkness. And um, oh, buy her book, My Fair Junkie, and look for Amy Dresner yeah, on Dopey Thank very you so soon. Thank you so much for having me on, man. You're fucking doing amazing shit, for real. Wow. Well, you know, this you is know. The, real, the real deal, and people are attracted to the real, and that's what makes them feel connected and gives people hope, and that's what you're doing, and I'm so fucking honored. No, really. thank you. That's very sweet. But you don't need to be honored. You know, you know how we do. And uh, and we'll get you on again. I can't, you know, for the real thing. But it's very nice yeah, to have yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For Christmas, Absolutely. let's get on and talk about some fucking heavy. We're going to talk about illness. We're going to talk about parents' illness and staying sober through parents' illnesses and yeah. shit like that. Look forward really to really light stuff. Yeah, really very, light stuff. A very uplifting <laughs> episode of Dopey coming soon. <laughs> And maybe if the stars align, Amy Dresner will also be at DopeyCon. If the stars oh, align. Oh, please, God. Please, Hashem. Yes. Hashem, make it happen. All right, Amy. Thank you so much. All right, doll. Love to have you. All right, toodles. So there you go, Amy Dresner. I was thinking about some of the things Amy said. What were you thinking about? She's she said a lot of interesting stuff. I like the way she said she hates the term self-care. I think that's funny because it is like an annoying term but it's so important you don't you're you're you haven't had any time to practice some self-care and you and it's i mean it's for different reasons but i mean you can really you feel yourself getting worn down when you don't have any time to just take care of those little little things right you know and um but one of the things she said was about you know how hard it is when you're in recovery and you can't even have like that minute of of checking out and like you can in the self-care kind of way like get a manicure whatever you know go to the market you know like like you made the joke like what that wasn't enough and you laughed because in a way it does feel kind of half-assed but it's um it's not checking out the way we used to. You used to, right. which is like complete and total checkout. Right. Annihilation, you know? oblivion, right. whatever. And, but I mean, as somebody who can still have, you know, the occasional glass or two of wine, sometimes I do feel like almost guilty that I can just, you know, if I've had a rough day, I can have a little bit of a buzz and it does take away some of my woes, you know, temporarily. And, um, and you can't. Or or my oh, or know. my good friends and no, but I I'm just I I'm just that was like what I was thinking about after she talked or my friends in recovery who I that's why I've said this before on the show I have such admiration for people who have to like she said deal with like it's just so fucking raw like there's no checking out no matter how bad shit gets and. There's things you can do, obviously. And there are things that I do to check out with. You're not screwed. Obviously, people find ways to still live fabulous lives. I'm just saying I admire that. About me? You admire me for, for, for that? You're- I think it's very strong. I think you eat a lot of sugar. <laughs> so uh, where's the ad? I thought you're admiring me right now. I do, but I do think you have your your. No, vice. I do. I do. Yeah, you know that's pretty extreme. It's not that um, extreme. I think, but I'm just saying you 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 know. 
You know what? I, I know a story I never told on Dopey, and you might want to not include this, but it's something that something Does that, that makes sense. What I just said. Totally. Okay. You know, um, totally, totally makes sense because. Uh, like, do you ever feel like, 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 especially with what happened with you know Todd, then Chris, then you know just a lot of trauma, all, you know, having a newborn, a house that you've never had to deal with. Like, did you ever have a moment where you're like, I wish I could just check the fuck out? No, no. I mean, I've, I've, I've wished I could check out, but not through. Not via no, substances. No, because in my head, like, I have this understanding, and the understanding is there is no brief checkout for me. If I do one of anything, I'm going to want to just do it forever. And I mean that that goes for ice cream and I feel that feeling when I take the first spoonful of ice cream right. that I want it to last forever. But with ice cream it won't last forever. Um last but night But that's why I bring up the sugar and it's like it sounds stupid like oh the sugar and you eat sugar but you do have a very similar relationship with sweets that you did I mean it still boosts the dopamine it's a very similar you know chemical that it's releasing in your brain but you have a very similar relationship in that you will devour everything in sight but I don't I mean I, that's the thing I, I actually said I used to actually like when I lived alone in Manhattan if I bought a bag of cookies I would eat the whole bag of cookies that night. And I don't do that anymore. <laughs> like, I don't. Right. Like, that's why, like, I'll buy two cookies or I'll buy the Super Brookie or, or whatever. I just... Well, or what... Okay, so Dave will have, like, we get these, like, really good, like, dark, like, chocolate, chocolate chip yogurt bars. Dave thinks because there's, like, some yogurt in it. It's like... You... you it's like, you're okay. The, you so he'll eat, he'll eat the, the... He calls it a pop, <laughs> Tell very what annoying. I it's a bar. How is it a bar? He's, like, stick. halfway through the bar, and he starts, like, like complaining. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what do on? I say? Tell them be, what I said. And he'll be like... It's just over too soon, and it's it's too, too small, and I I feel like I you know it's just it's just never enough. And he's sitting there like still eating it, already upset that it's, that almost, it's gone. almost gone. And and we'll, we'll you know usually we'll go get a second one, but a lot of times you know there's none left because there's four in a box and there's three of us. <laughs> and so he'll um, you know and he'll often have two. And then we'll start that complaining. will start again as as he gets to the last couple licks. Well, it's also those pops. And that's are, very telling. Those pops are just a little too small. But though. you're almost not enjoying your pop because you're too upset that it's about to be over. I thought you don't like calling it a pop, though. You call it a pop. I. You know what? But that's why, like, honestly, that's why one of. I mean, the real. I feel bad for you that you can't enjoy your your dessert because you're so worried about it being over. I feel bad. For me too. Um, last night, right? I'm putting the show together. I'm like, I'm organizing. I'm doing half of these interviews last night, and I'm organizing all of the voicemails. Mm-hmm. And um, and it's late, you know. And I have these tel- terrible allergies, you know. Yeah. And I get remember, I get into oh, bed last night, and I start sneezing. And then I start. And what getting, do I do? Oh. And you start like. You, you, <laughs> I think you said something. I think you got mad last night. Hey. And um, and I'm sneezing, and then I'm like excited for Christmas. I'm excited, like it's it's the night before Christmas, and I'm excited night, for the two hundredth episode. Night, a little kid. And uh, but I'm sneezing, so like I'm like you know I could really go for some Benadryl. So I, I like uh-huh. run out of the bed. You know how you feel about Benadryl? And I and I run downstairs, and there's no Benadryl 
in the where we usually keep Benadryl. And then I, because lately I've been remember I've been chugging the children's Benadryl, yeah, drinking the children's one, just take a couple <laughs> extra swigs. And then you, you're the one who told me to do it. Um, and then I went upstairs and looked for the Benadryl, and I couldn't find any Benadryl. But you know what I found is your Xanax broken in half in the medicine chest, like one pill broken in half. And mm. and and I swear, last night I was like, if I took that Xanax. I, I would sleep like a baby and wake up so rested. Mm-hmm. But uh, then I said to myself, I'm not going to take a fucking Xanax. You know what I mean? I'm not going to do it. And then it reminded me of, and this is the story that I wanted to tell, probably like three months ago or something, like I'm sitting on the couch and you come up to me, did you steal a Xanax or did you take this? Remember you, you found some like half a Xanax someplace and you were like, did you take the other half of this Xanax? And I was like, "Where did I, I think I found it? Where was it? I don't know." But I said no. Yeah. And like, it was this amazing moment where, like, I knew I didn't take the half of Xanax, and it's right. just like, and I've been clean, you know, four years, but still, the luxury of knowing right. that I didn't take the half of Xanax, it was just like, it felt so, it, it was, good. it felt yeah. great. And and the reason that, like, and when you say you feel bad that I can't have a drink or I can't get out of my head in the way that you do or so many other people do, I can. If I, if I, you know, if I, I could drink right. that wine right now, right. you know, there's nothing stopping me. I just really like my life. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just like my life the way it is sure. and I'm an addict. And if I, if I take something, I, I want to keep taking it. And, and right. the, the real lesson is in cigarettes for me, though. I walk down the streets of Manhattan every, most days, and I smell the cigarettes, and I just, I love the smell, mm-hmm. and, and I just I love smoking. But, you know, my lungs were fucked up when I was smoking. Yeah, they were. You know, and I was all fucked up, and I would smoke, you know, 20 to 30 cigarettes a day when you I You were smoked. getting bronchitis regularly. Many, many times like, a year. You'd be, well, he, he, he'd like, we had pumps everywhere. Like, at, what were they like? Um, yeah, bronchial dilators. Bronch- and I was like... That's not normal to just be having those all over the place and use the, like, you know, you're, that's not a normal way to be taking care of your lungs. No, but, but so like, I don't smoke. Right. And I, I think about asking somebody for a cigarette constantly. But if there's one thing that I know, number one, a cigarette after not smoking for two years is going to make me sick to my stomach. Two, it's going to last for a minute. Mm-hmm. And then my not smoking is over, and then I'm going to need smoker again. Yeah, and I just need to smoke. And you have to go through that whole or not, but I I process but, which was not easy. But the bottom line isn't what I can't do. It's really like, and this sounds corny, but yeah, I, I, I can. no, but I really like my life. Right. Like as much as like we bicker from time to time, and as much as like I work too hard, and I'm. I really like like this life, and right. I, I'm right. I'm shocked. And and the only reason that I have this life is because uh, because I got sober. You know, we yeah, we we wouldn't have this life if I hadn't gotten sober. You know, and I don't mean like I feel bad. You can't like drink, or you know, it's really you're really not missing much. I didn't mean it like that. I just meant that as a release valve. Just just kind of piggybacking off what Amy had said is that like there's times where you know you just want to like just check out and um and that's you know and and it's it's not a good feeling to want to like check out of your life 
Well, wanting to is totally natural. Right, sure. You know, it's like I, I think having a couple glasses of wine, if you're not an alcoholic or a drug addict, that's great. You know what I mean? Enjoy yourself. Right, right. But if you can't fucking, if you can't do it in a nice life, you can't do it in a nice life. But if you're having a couple drinks, you know, every single night with the intention of checking out of your life. Then that's something to look then at. Then that's like, hmm, well, what's going on with your life? You know, like, what's what's up? But, um... Anyway. So here, here's a question. You want to call uh, my dad or you want to call Sam first? Um, let's call Sam. Okay. Before we call Sam, I just want to do a quick ad for our new sponsor, Hagen dazs Ice Cream. Chocolate, chocolate chip. Mm. When I I'll make eat, the moaning sounds during the commercial. When I eat, <laughs> when I eat Hagen dazs Chocolate, chocolate chip ice cream, um, I mix peanut butter into it and you bought that Justin's peanut butter yeah and I swear to God in the first few moments of eating it do you check out I I feel like you're checking out I'm checking out but I I I swear (laughs) to you when I say this I feel lucky that I get to be eating it I'm like I'm like my life is so good right now and it's crazy when when my teeth start breaking those little Chunky nuggets of chocolate in the Hagen dazs chocolate chocolate chip. Yeah, it's like ecstasy exploding into my brain. And you mix it with that super smooth Justin's fucking peanut butter. That that's what I'm talking about. That is my fucking right. checkout. So could you even imagine how hard it would be for you to I'm, stop eating? I'm eating this whole thing tonight and celebrate. It's a Christmas fucking celebration tonight with this. The sugar is coursing through me. That. She just did it. You, did they go crunch, to your, crunch. Did, did you feel it? Do you think that they have um, rehabs for people with with food addiction? The, the problem that you have? I don't have a problem. It's not a problem. <laughs> Do you hear the way you just described? That's love. Your dessert. That's love. We're gonna call Sam now. Okay. Well, you think there's a problem with that? You think that's a problem? I think if your doctor says you have di- you have diabetes and need to stop eating sugar, you're in trouble. That'll be a problem. Hello. Hey, Sam, you're on the show. Welcome back. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Hello, Linda. How are you? I'm good. So what good. So what the Dopey Nation needs to know is that Sam helps me make this show week in, week out. He is a producer of the show. He, he helps to get the best ad reads out of me to make the show happen. And I have to say thank you. For all of your hard work and commitment to the show, uh, you're welcome. Yeah, it's not always easy. It's a uh, you know, it's a it's a process. But I think we've really found our groove. We're in a good groove. We are. We're back in the New York groove, as Ace Freely would say. Now, Freely. do you know who Ace Freely is? I do. Kiss was my first concert. Well, there you go. There um, you go. But I just thought you should have a place in the fucking uh, 200th episode in, in the Christmas spirit. So this is your place. Welcome, welcome to the show, and thank you for all you do. Well, it's it's nice to be on. It's nice to to uh, um, to be on this episode, especially. Um, you know, it's such a monumental milestone in the history of Dopey, and and really, you know, to hit 200 for any podcast is pretty freaking remarkable. Right. I mean, like, Linda and I were listening to that evolution of Dopey thing, and you really feel like life passing and things changing 
week in, week out, especially when you talk so much about your life, you know? So I think yeah. that that's like a, a cool thing about the show. Well, totally. And, and speaking of evolution, uh, you know, you and I have talked, but excuse me, one thing that I thought. What was that? <laughs> what was that? That was a, a, a lung oyster coming up. That's because Sam can't stop smoking. Sam. Yeah, I know, Linda. I know. And, you know, I quit. <laughs> I quit for two months after I got out of the hospital. With pneumonia. Like, Continue. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's my, my lungs are rich. It's like a little oyster farm in there. Oh. Occasionally <laughs> one's got to come up. Um, but what I was well, saying. Well, don't do that again, well, Sam. What? She she says she says it with a I'm mouth. eating ice cream so I can't hear any more uh oysters, what are you called? Clams? Lung oyster. <laughs> oh lung oyster. Yeah. Well I I don't mean to disgust you, but you know, I can't really help it. But I enjoy your ice cream. And <laughs> so the uh, what I find remarkable uh, about the evolution of Dopey is that when you and Chris started, you had uh, you know, uh, you were a newcomer. You had four months of sobriety. Yeah. And Chris had about a year and a half? Yeah. Two years? Yeah, it's possible that maybe I shouldn't have started an addiction recovery podcast with four <laughs> months. But but it's, 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 in classic, it's in classic style. And Dave, uh, it, you know, for you to do that, just to take that on is, you know, it's classic. And um, I would be have been disappointed had you not undertaken an endeavor like that. But which is to say that you know you were you weren't you were clean, but you weren't particularly sober at the time. You know, and and Chris, I'm listening to old episodes, especially the early ones. You know, and having sort of you know had a sneak peek at some of Wusta's compilations. You hear Chris, and he sounds very wise. He sounds very sober. Right in those days, and and you being really adamant about not bringing recovery in, you're just defiant, and that you just want to you know talk about you know drugs. super gnar- gnarly drug stories. But as the shows progressed over, you know these episodes, these 200 episodes, you've really gotten quite sober. You're really you know you've really become. Um, he walked the walk. He's now he like what he walks the walk. He's walking the walk. Yeah, yeah he used to. He, yeah. I used to neither. I used to neither walk the walk nor talk the talk, and now I walk the walk and talk the talk a little bit. Yeah, yeah, and I also want to say happy uh, uh, four-year sober anniversary to you too. That that's remarkable. While we're on this topic, yeah, yeah, right on. I appreciate that. Yeah, I mean it's pretty huge. You and I were never really sober at the same time. You know, Um, who you and I. Yeah, when we met in Florida, we weren't really sober. You know, we were we sober were then. We were sober then. We were sober then, but we were shady. You know, me we and were... Sam. Sam and I met in uh, in uh, Delray Beach, Florida, and we worked on a furniture truck. And like every day after work, we'd go swim in the eighty degree ocean, and I, and we would call it go floating and pondering, and we'd float. We'd float. We'd and float, and, float and ponder the universe. We'd, we'd, we'd go swimming in the afternoon. And it was, so, yeah. it, was, it was very nice, except that in the Atlantic Ocean in Florida when we were there, they had these problems with, uh, what was it, like sand fleas or oh. ocean fleas? Or what was that thing? Do you remember that? Yeah, they, yeah they were, there were fleas on top of the ocean that were skittering around. It's disgusting. And so when you're trying to float and ponder and be peaceful and, and you know, meditative, uh, you know, these fucking little organisms, you know, Go up your nose. 
revolting. <laughs> but um, but I appreciate the call, and I appreciate um, just uh, to celebrate my sobriety. Because, like, I, I mean, like, I didn't even tell Linda that I was coming up on four years. Yeah. I didn't even oh, mention yeah. it. In fact... Don't get me started Yeah, that's this. a funny story. The day that I got the four years, it was, it was Tuesday, and I hadn't mentioned it to her. Um... And um, I got I got up at you know four forty five. I caught the five forty five train into Manhattan, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's my four years!" So I posted it on Instagram, and I posted a picture of me and Nora, like when I was still smoking weed and stuff. And then I, I posted a picture of our whole family, and uh, and Lin- and I had texted Linda something something, but I hadn't mentioned the four years. And then I was like, "Oh yeah, I got four years today." And Linda like texts, "I know, I saw it on your Instagram. That's where I learn about you." He's like, oh, it's four years. He goes, let me put that on Instagram as opposed to let me like, like call Linda or let me check in with my friends. He went. Yeah, let me at least give my my you know life partner a heads up that this is coming you know around down the road. Right. Or just just let me or just let me know before you have before you jump on the social media. But you have to, Sam. You have to admit, like I talk to Sam constantly. You know, I talked to Sam a little bit less than I talked to you. I know. And um, and did I? I didn't mention it to you either. The four years. No, I, I knew it was coming up, but only maybe a month. You know, um, ahead of time. But I don't think I. I knew it was coming up. But I. But I didn't talk about it. I think I mentioned it. Like I remember last. Like I was on the phone with Doctor Drew, and you were like, "Oh shit!" Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Well, so there you go. But Linda, you should be proud. You had a huge part in. You know, in all of this, you know, you know, I love you, love you when you're on the show, Thanks, and um, and you know, your support is you know keeping Dave going. And uh, I've come, I've come around. It it's been a, it's been a, it's been a. It depends what time of the day it is to see how far <laughs> she's come around on this thing. Um, but uh, but no, I would have nothing. You know, my recovery is first, then my family is second. Then work is third, and then dopey is a solid fourth place. But that's a lot of good stuff, and I, I don't think I would have shit. Um, my life would suck without Linda in it. So, yeah, you know, I mean that's for yeah. sure, without a doubt. You should see her so beautiful eating eating the whole pint of my precious <laughs> ice cream. It's fucked oh, I up. Stand that. Do you have a backup pint? No, I don't. I just have no. her, I just have those fucking yogurt bars. And I think this is really distracting well, him that I'm eating it. What did you say, Sam? You're gonna have to finish up and go get yourself a brookie and you know and a pint of ice cream to celebrate the 200th. She's eating my celebratory <laughs> pint of ice cream right now. Anyway, she deserves it. Huh? Thanks, you Sam. Give it to her. Anyway, thank you, Sam, uh, and thank you for everything you do. And uh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. I do miss Chris, and may he rest in peace. And Dopey Nation, stay strong and toodles. All right, later. Okay. So that's producer Sam sticking by the show. Celebrating my sobriety. Very dedicated, that Sam. Well, I think that the show is actually really good for his his sobriety, and I right. think he loves, like I, Sam loves making stuff, and Sam Sam you know me and Sam are, are tight. We've always been good friends, even if we weren't like in touch. Uh, but I think he saw it as an opportunity to make something with me, and I and I really really trust his opinion. I think right. I like his critical mind. He's organized. He can do things that I can't do, uh-huh. and I and I enjoy that. I enjoy working with him. Let's hear some more uh, Dopey Nation stuff. Let's do it. Merry Christmas, Dopey Nation. This is Corey from Florida, 
And while I'm not afflicted, I come from a family of people who are. And for me, Dopey helps to understand a little bit more of what they're going through and puts it all in perspective. And for that, I'm forever grateful. Um, we miss you so much, Chris. And stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. Hey, this is Dan from Marin County. And um, I just want to let you know that I'm a longtime listener, about three years, Dopey. And... Um, it's been key to my sobriety because I'm a, a carpenter contractor who works by himself, and uh, it's just been great for my sobriety. Keep up the good work, Dave. What's up, Dopey Nation? It's Annie Ellie and... Yeah, Ray. Uh, hello. <laughs> from the America. United Kingdom of yeah. Great Britain and Northern yeah. Ireland. So we're just calling in to yeah. say Merry Christmas, stay Christmas. strong, and... Um, toodles and <laughs> socks are wet. Bye. Yo, Dopey Nation. What's up? It's Tim calling from Philly. Um, I'm just calling in to wish the show, Dave... Uh, all of you guys, a happy 200th episode. What a feat. Um, what a what an experience it's been. What a journey. Um, you know, this show is, 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 is real life. And, you know, with real life comes real things. And there's been a lot of joy and a lot of happiness and laughter. And there's obviously been a lot of... Uh, a lot of heartache and um so but either way the show's still going and it's growing and um i'm ha- i'm just happy that you know our uh our man at the helm didn't give up so dave kudos um let's keep it going keep growing this thing and uh keep helping each other because that's what we need and merry christmas of course uh the other man that was involved in this, you know, that, that I think about all the time. I just just wanted to sh- just shout out to him wherever he's at. Uh, he made a big impact on my life. And um, I just, I really, really, truly miss hearing his voice every week. So uh, toodles for Chris. Um, and just a big, big congratulations to the show, man. Hey, Dopey Nation, it's me, Teens, from Philly. It's the 200th episode. It's Christmas, and uh, all I want to say is thanks for keeping an addict like me company over the years. It means the world to me. Toodles for Chris. I have to say these messages, like, give me the chills. Yeah. Um, especially Tim and Tina. Tim, like... He sent. He was the king of dopey voicemails, and I remember me and Chris would listen to. We'd be doing a show. We'd be doing a number of shows, and then Tim would send in some fucked up story, and me and Chris would like get high on the story, and both of us would just remember the worst stuff we had ever done, and we'd just go crazy. Like he would kick off episodes so easily. And Tina, she wrote in like the first like super complimentary email she wasn't the first Mm -hmm. email but she was the first super complimentary email and and tina was also like a big fan of howard stern and she could see like how much i loved howard and like she was just so fucking complimentary and i remember that chris like called tina on like some drive he was like driving between boston and new york and he called tina and he's like maybe i'm gonna go check out tina drive to philly and like it was just very (laughs) sweet you know and uh and she and she also like 
when we when we started the show, she had been clean for years. Then she relapsed mm-hmm. and uh, and was using and was sending in all sorts of like, why the fuck shouldn't I use? Like, right. what's the point of being clean? Like, really powerful stuff that we dissected and talked about forever. And then. Chris died and she still didn't get it together. And then one of her best friends died. Right. And she was like, enough is a fuck enough. Mm-hmm. And she wound up getting sober again pretty recently. And I'm pretty sure she's still sober. Wow. Um, but she's always been in the dopey corner and it's yeah. just, it's very sweet, you know. And I love to, I love to, to hear from them. It reminds me of how long we've been doing this. Right. And also how funny it is that I, I met Tim once. Tim came through Katz's once. And, um, and I met him once and it was cool. Never met Tina. I never met like most of the, the real true blues, you know. But mm-hmm. Tina's going to wind up at DopeyCon, I'm sure. Right. Um, yeah, if you guys are real true blues, you should come to fucking DopeyCon. Although I think it only fits 100 people. Right. You know? Um, Speaking of true blues, we are going to call my dad, who, um, you know, I think he's the fan favorite. I think he's more popular than you. I think no way. I think he's more popular than me. Definitely. Grandpa Alan? And I think he's more popular. <laughs> he might be more popular than Chris at this point. Uh, Did you see the Facebook group where, like, they're like... Is there a We Love Grandpa Allen Facebook group? That's funny. There, sh- there probably will be now that you mentioned it, but they had a thread about like doing a spinoff podcast just with my dad and what should they wow. call it. And he texted me, no, I'm not going to do a podcast oh. like right away. You know this shit just goes right to his head immediately, right? Oh, shit. Hold on. Let me get the right number. He is upstate. All right. You ready? Yes. You love this. This is going to be funny. Hey, you're on the show. Merry Christmas. Happy 200th episode. Yes, Merry Christmas and happy 200th episode. And uh, everybody stay strong in Dopey Nation. Dad, what's your podcast going to be called? I'm not having any podcast. That's that's (laughs) not going to happen. Linda's here too, by the way. Hi. Hi, Linda. Uh, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to speak to Nora and uh, it's fucking the midnight, Dad. It's it's. A, you want us to wake them I up? No, I'm I'm talking about tomorrow. Talking okay, about tomorrow. we'll call you tomorrow. Anyway, uh, no, there's no podcast. No, Lynn, Lynn, you know what story you should tell with my dad on the phone? Tell the story about when we were upstate and uh, you went to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Oh no, that's that's not good. Tell that story. <laughs> um. So we were up at the lake, and I got up to go to the bathroom, and, um, really? Yeah, it's a funny story. <clears throat> so, uh, so I did my business. Her dirty business. I did my dirty business. And then for some reason, I turned around to look <laughs> into the toilet bowl, and there was a, like, a little shadow on top, on the toilet paper, and so I was like, that's weird. So I looked closer, and it was a mouse that was hanging on to the toilet paper, and I'm assuming that I... Like a life raft. Like, peed on the mouse. So I freaked out, and I ran, and I woke up Dave. And uh, so Dave came in, and he looked, and then he ran into the bedroom and grabbed a sock, 
and was going to put it in a sock and throw it off the balcony. <laughs> and then we, uh, then I said, no, you can't, you can't kill it. So then he took it in the sock and, and, and released it outside. While, while Grandpa Allen is downstairs on the basement level. Sleeping. With like 50 mouse traps set up. Well, in the morning you told him the story and what did you say, Dad? Uh, there's no way you should save that mouse's life. No way. Right. Be- because this, everybody who loves Grandpa Allen, everyone who lo- wants the Allen he's podcast, he's a mouse killer. He's killing rodents all over the place. But I keep the house warm all winter so that they're happy, though. Ah. Aww. But so, uh, yeah, that's now we're the story. at war. Geese and mice, not good. Not good. So, what do you say to all of your super fans around the world? Uh, they're, they're terrific. They're taking my side against you. That's for sure. What else they, is they, new? They can, they can, they can see that that uh, I need help. Be nice to your father. What do you? Come on. What else you got to say, Dad? That's it. Nice, no, short, no. and sweet. Well, no, I, I mean, be serious, and everybody out there, stay, stay healthy, and be strong, and uh, and remember, Chris. Yep. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Well, That's it. We love you, Dad. Thank you for. I love you both. I love you both. And Dad, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I want you to make it clear that I'm not mean to you. This is not me. You are sometimes. I'm not being mean, Dad. Could you make it? Make? Could you straighten this out for the audience, please? All right. Listen, Uh, my my son, my son thinks it's it's good to cause (laughs) trouble on Dopey by getting me upset. So he, he doesn't do it to be mean. He does it to get higher ratings. No, Dad, let's be clear. When I don't, when I don't insult you, when I don't yeah. try to, you know, like, fuck with you a little bit, Raz you up. tell me the show is boring. You say, oh, that was a good interview, but I really prefer the, the humorous stuff. And then you really don't like, the sh- the, you don't like the shows you're not on. So I really do it to make, to make you happy. You know that, right? Yeah, right, of course not. No, you don't do it to make me happy, no. Anyway, uh, what do you call it? You're, you're perfectly good at doing what you're doing, and sometimes, uh, and sometimes you just get me upset. But really, Dopey Nation, I love him very much, and he's adorable and terrific. Though he does cause trouble for me sometimes. Like uh, maybe twenty years worth. <laughs> so you're saying that you don't. You do, you're blaming the victim. You don't think it's funny. You're saying that no, when Davis. I when I get angry at you, you just t- you think it's funny. You love that stuff. Do you not? No, well, sometimes. Listen, sometimes I'm really angry. I mean, you say things that mm-hmm. aren't true. Like what? I don't care. We, like I'm a world's authority. That I think I'm the world's authority on podcasts. I mean, or you think that I don't like any show that I'm not on? Those are not true. Wow, well, not true at all. I'm glad if you. Yes, you, you have something to say. I, I, let's just we'll leave it at that. It was a wonderful <laughs> appearance, and thank you for coming on the show. And I love you, and hopefully you'll be up soon. All right. You know, right. you know when he comes, okay. when he comes to the house, he complains about what we bring him for dinner. Like we're not allowed to serve him the same stuffed meal. Pep- we, can't we can't serve, serve the, the stuffed peppers from Costco. Yeah, but he's like he's too good for the stuffed peppers. He's some kind of food snob now, right, Dad? <laughs> again, again, you say things that aren't true. I mean, just just because just because you have two food groups doesn't mean doesn't mean that I don't like it. <laughs> well, you also you have to admit that. One thing that you've taught me is a joy in complaining. You live to complain, 
and you've passed that on to me. And like the funny thing is, we'll have dinner with Linda's family, and my dad yeah. will start complaining, and then I'll get into it, and Linda and her mother look aghast because yeah, that's I'm, not I'm, yeah, they, right. that's not their family's tradition. Where our complaining brings our family closer. Nora loves complaining. <laughs> Yeah, we don't like yeah. to com- we don't like to complain. <laughs> Norwegians, yeah, Norwegians don't like to complain. That's what it is. Right. What do you think, Dad? Well, no, uh, it's really not a complaint. It's just uh, you know it's sometimes, the sometimes you say what's true. That's all. <laughs> you you've admitted that you like complaining, though. I well, when it's deserving, of course. Yeah. You're really holding I mean, back right now, especially when it leads to corrections. You know, when, when, when things when she, things change because people realize what the complaint was is true. Like you making up false things about me. That's a legitimate complaint. Or like you not having to eat stuffed peppers all the time. Yeah, we can do without stuffed peppers once in a while. Yeah, all right. Good. All right. I think your appearance has now gone a little too long. But thank you for <laughs> yeah, coming on. Too long. And uh, we love you. And uh, see you soon. All right, and uh, stay strong, Dopey Nation. And love to Linda, Nora, Susie, everybody, the whole family, okay? Bye, Alan. Thanks, Dad. Bye. Okay, good night, good night. Well, there he is, Complaining Alan. That's that's what his podcast should be called, Complaining Alan. No? No. Everybody loves Alan? Yes. Yeah, everybody loves Alan. All right, well, I want to do a little more Chris, and Linda's running out of steam, I think. So you want to go or you want to hear a little more, Chris? What do you want to do? I think I'm going to, I want to listen, but I think I'm going to, I'm going to um, check out. Okay. Get myself ready for bed. Just because we have a, a baby that likes to wake up during the night and I'm feeling anxious about it. So one more time. Good night. Good night. I love you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having me. And thanks for eating my ice cream. That's great. And I actually like. Sam said, I feel, I also feel honored that I got to be a part of this episode. You do? I do. After all that? After all what? After all the, the hemming and the hawing about starting over and all this stuff? No. No, I mean, I, I, I feel so grateful to be a part of this. And, um, and like I said before, I'm very proud of you. Thank you. And, um, and I love you. And stay strong, Dopey Nation. All right. Bye. Good night. No, no, no. You can't go yet. We have to do one more batch of, uh, of fan stuff. Okay, you ready? Okay. Okay. Or just one special fan that I want your reaction for, okay? Okay. It's, it's, here we go. I'm Candy Dick, Andy Dick's sister. I'm, I'm the funny dick. No, that was a joke. That wasn't the one I want you to be here for. Here's the one I want you to be here for. This is a message for all the dopies and the dopes. Um, and Dave, the head dope. Um, it's Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm congratulating you on telling the truth and telling it with humor and rage and tears and hope. And I'm proud of you. And I'm proud to be one of you. So consider me a dopey forever. Dope out. Huh? I love her. I know. I wanted you to get all emotional about Jamie. I know. I think she's so awesome. And I love that she calls you the head dope. Wow. That's my favorite thing. 
It's, I just love how like she's so emotional and I know passionate and just like she just means every word and I just think she's amazing. It's very cool that she followed up with us. And she just really like She feels it. Feels it and and it's so but, cool. She's Jamie Lee Curtis. She's so famous. But I'll tell it's you awesome. I'll tell you um you know when we did the first hour we did laugh a bunch. And like when I played that evolution of Dopey, like I I cry, I like I welled up at the end, yeah. like you did. And uh, it's all of this stuff is very emotional. And um, well, even as you're playing the voicemails from the fans, you know, I see, I can, I'm watching his face, and I can see that it's just having this really big impact. Hearing all of these different people from all over the world, I know saying. You know that the show means something Christmas to them. and and you know like it's before it's incredible before you go to bed, I want you to tell the dopey nation about what we're gonna do uh the last weekend in September. Oh, I don't even know how to really explain it there's a um it's a festival. It's like a recovery festival, like a wellness festival. Something like that. But it's in West Virginia. It's called Healing Appalachia. Appalachia. It's in the Appalachian Mountains. And um, they're having, you know, musicians. Some are, are, you know, I guess relatively well-known. Tyler Childress, I think, is the the guy's name, the most famous one. He headlines the festival. There's there's some, you know, some relatively well-known people, and it's... But it's based around, I think, around wellness, recovery, addiction, and um, the woman who runs the festival wanted Dave to come and be the MC for the whole festival, so introduce all the, the acts, and... It's pretty crazy, right? And, you know, I guess... Does she want you to like tell jokes? What is she- I don't think so. I think she just wants me to introduce <laughs> the act. Some good knock knock jokes prepared, right? I, I like no one. Um, so we're all flying there, and we're staying on this woman's farm, um, and that we're taking our two kids. So that's going to be interesting. Me and the two kids hanging out in like a field, watching Dave introduce ju- drug addict bands and stuff. MC this thing, but it's going to be a wild experience and I think it's a real it's very flattering and it's a real honor that she wanted Dave to to do this. Yeah, it's amazing. So, and I think it's a great warm up for Dopeycon. It's 2 weeks before Dopeycon, yeah. so it'll be like it's going to be like thousands of people that I'm going to have to speak in front of, which I've never done. It's going to be It's going to be weird. Trip. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you can go to bed. I love Thank you. Thank you. you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Good love night. you too. Okay, Good night. bye. Bye. So Christmas is almost over. Linda's gone. Um, I had the pleasure of talking with uh, the dopey benefactor, dopey friend, dopey inspiration, uh, Bob Forrest, and I I want you guys to hear about it. So here's Bob. So what's up? It would not be a dopey 200th. Oh, dopey nation. Uh Uh-oh, he just jumped in. What are you doing? It is 200 the, episodes of this nonsense. 200. <laughs> dude, Bob, it's Bob Forrest, friend of the show, benefactor of the show. Um, fucking, it's... Love the show. Oh, such a, such a, a profound cheerleader, lover of the show, which, which uh, I think really helped the show, to be honest with you. I could tell the history of how I learned about the show. Tell the story. So, so, so b- before... I met you on the streets of New York. 
people that were working for me and people that are my co-hosts on podcasts and eight, eight, 12 step community people were talking rad mad shit about this podcast that romanticized drugs and just didn't talk about recovery <laughs> and was just a bunch of drug stories. And I was like, sounds great. What's like, the name of it? What is this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, now Chuck is your biggest devotee, but he didn't like it at all. I know. And just my, my description from like four or five people of what Dopey was, I knew that I would love it. That's before I knew it was you, that it was Chris, a former client of mine. I just knew like, hey, I got to figure out where to find this Dopey podcast because that sounds like something that I would love. It's so funny because then Dopey Podcast found you and we just fucking ran into each other. Yeah, at a restaurant. <laughs> I know. I mean, but literally, I, I worked in that restaurant like 11 years and I've, I, I, I saw people here and there. But like if there was anybody, Chris and I would talk about it. If I could run into anybody, you were like top two people. And I remember, oh I remember I fucking, I had a tray of food coming out of the fry station. You're standing at the fry station with a plate of fries in your hat. And I'm like, this dude looks like Bob Forrest. And I ran to the table, served the people, and you went to the back of the store. And I ran up to you and I said, are you Bob Forrest? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, I do this fucked up podcast about drugs. And you were with your family and you were. You and I'm so slow. I still didn't realize that it was the one that people were talking shit about. <laughs> I'm not good with names. No. It took me a long time to even understand that it's dopey. What did you think it was? I knew it was something to do with, well, the way people were describing it, I just thought, here's the thing. The way people were describing it to me, I thought it was like two 20-year-old stoned guys doing it. Yeah, when, you know I, I mean? when, I told, when I told my sponsor about it originally, he said that it sounded like Wayne's World to him. <laughs> yeah, like I, that's what I kind of thought. Like Beavis and Butthead or something, right? Like, yeah. yeah. Well, it kind of was. You know, it kind of was like that. And it was, it was a lot of fun. I also remember the first night uh, you came on, Chris and I were racing back to his parents' house in the Hamptons. And uh, to get you on the phone and uh, and like we called you and you have this ridiculous voicemail, which is like you laugh. You're like, (laughs) you're like sound like (laughs) like some kind of the Joker or something. And I'm like, he's not going to answer the fucking phone. And uh, and Chris was so excited because he had been in your treatment. He had been in your care. So and I remember him because, you know. There, there's three clients that were like him, and they, and it, and I at different times I addressed all of them, and it was over a period of years where they're totally guys like me who totally get it, sharp, bullshitting everyone. I knew they were bullshitting everyone. They knew that I knew that they were bullshitting everyone. That they weren't psych patients. That they didn't belong in the psych part of the hospital they were just avoiding being in the rehab part of the hospital and i would have these red attacks with them like these these joking around like how's that psych meds doing for you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> because most of the people in psych wards do belong in them you can tell that they belong there. oh yeah chris's so stories not, chris chris's stories chris of his like yeah playing cards and like you know loaning people money for cigarettes and he was running the show up there. 
It was like a one flew over the cuckoo's nest thing. Yes, um, exactly like that. But what he would say about you, you know, he would talk about, you know, Chris actually got, I, I whenever I went to rehab, I barely got anything out of it. But Chris got, a, somehow Chris got a lot out of different rehabs. And he would say he loved uh, being your patient because you would just sit back in your chair and laugh at everything he said, <laughs> like, because he was so full of shit. And like, that was like profound. Well, he him. would talk about these elaborate elaborate like you know same as see, what what him becoming educated did was give give uh like kind of uh value to all the stuff he was saying as a client like you know you know i remember he would say things like he was one of the first people that it was a phrase that started getting used in the late 90s early 2000s do you believe that willful neglect is as bad as physical um, uh, 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 you know, physically beating abuse, physical abuse, abuse. Well, yeah, physical abuse. And I'd be like, "What are you talking about? I didn't even know what willful neglect was." Right, right, exactly. But he was zeroing in on all because he couldn't say, "I come from the hood, and my mom's a prostitute, and they beat me all the time." He couldn't say that. So he was looking for intellectual arguments to explain how he ended up where he ended up. Yeah, totally, totally. It's amazing. And now we've come, we've come such a long way. I heard, and I heard you guys on Don't Die talking shit about me, talking shit about Dopey Dave. You're like, Dopey Dave don't like talking about shooting dope in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was honored. I was honored to be mentioned on the show. Well... No, because you, here's the thing. I think that the dynamic between you and Chris was Chris always went too far. And then your role was to bring it back before everybody got totally offended or turned off. Well, that was your role. Sometimes. And, and most, but most of the role was just me yelling at Chris, Chris being a dumbass and me it's yelling being at more him. responsible and stop saying all the crazy stuff he would say. So without Chris now, you you just you're a little too moderate. You let yourself go, Dave. Don't guard yourself because your children might hear it twenty years from now. Oh, give me give me a break, B- Bob. Tell- you've ne- you've never listened to a minute of the show. Give me a break. Come yes, on, you have. You're sitting back and listening to the show. Really? You think I'm too moderate, yeah. dude? I tell no, in stories the car, in the car. I listen to it. I'm a, I'm honored. I can't believe it. I cannot believe it. I'm honored. Um, I think I've told some good some good tales. No, you you you've told a couple. Mostly now, you're just like an interviewer. The interviews are are excellent. Thank you. You're a much more excellent interviewer. Here's the interesting thing about me as an interviewer. There's very few people I'm really interested in what they have to say. Like I got to interview <laughs> Foster Wallace one time, uh-huh. and I was silent. Right. I really wanted to hear what he has to say. But, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are, are interviewed. I'm not interested. No, I hear you. In what they have to say. Because there's, there's so much celebrity now. It's just crazy. There's too much celebrity. We got to tone down the celebrity. We got to have a, a, a number limit on it. Like 3,483 celebrities. That's all there can be. 
Well, you don't you don't think that the uh, the deviation in importance of celebrity kind of trumps that? Like you, like like you know, to to some people, to really to like really weird people, I'm some kind of celebrity. Yeah, uh, you, me, Chuck. Well, Mike, come on, you you a celebrity. you Chuck Amy, and Mike are one like, thing. Name, name people who aren't celebrities. There's actually less of them. Right, right. My dad is kind of a celebrity now. <laughs> they all love my dad. It's funny. You're right. Yeah, I I think of the the boss you always talk about at the restaurant as kind of a celebrity. I kind of know him. He's you know, it's yeah. a weird No, you're right. weird culture we're living in. You're right. So what do we do? What do we do, Bob? What do we do about this? Well, I mean, I, I just myself, I'm only interested in the people that I'm interested in what they have to say. Like, have you seen the new Rolling Thunder Review documentary, the Bob I, Dylan thing? I did. I totally it's saw amazing. it. Amazing. You know, it's amazing. You know, I, I my favorite part of it is in like the first five minutes. Yeah, the Dylan interview. Where, yeah, where I, Dylan's I, like, I don't fucking remember shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like, I don't believe any of it. I, I see. My theory is that when Dylan said that, Scorsese said to himself, "What the fuck am I gonna do with this?" <laughs> and then he had that idea to make it kind of tall tales and legends of the tour. Yeah, but when he said when he said it was fifty years ago, right? It's before I was even born. Right. Well, that's when he hit his stride. That's when he hit his stride. Oh, Bob, tell the story about when you met Bob Dylan. I met him. Well, the first time I met him was at Madison Square Garden, and you know he's been my idol my whole life since I was eleven years old. And uh, Michael Stipe, I, uh, there was a band called Golden Palominos were playing, and Michael Stipe was the singer of it. And he comes in, he goes, "Your idol's in the hallway," and I was like. Everybody knew Bob Dylan was my idol, and I looked out in the hallway, and Bob Dylan was by himself in the hallway at Madison Square Garden. So I said, oh, shit, and I walked over to him, and he was standing outside the Los Lobos dressing room. He was, like, waiting to meet Los Lobos, and I (laughs) I said, oh, my God, you know, I just love you so much, and, you know, I know you have a million people come up to you, and I just, and he put his hand out to shake my hand, and he said, oh, yeah, man, thanks a lot. Like before, he was like cutting my compliments off since he's heard every compliment. Right, he's like enough. Nice to meet you. And I, when he shook my hand, he had those Billy Idol leather gloves on with the no fingers. Yeah, and I remember thinking like. Bob Dylan ain't supposed to wear those fucking lame gloves. <laughs> maybe maybe after the show he was going to play handball or something. He needed the handball gloves. <laughs> and so then I went back in the dressing room and Flea came in and everybody was a buzz like Bob Dylan's here. And Flea goes, where's Bob Dylan? And I said, he's in the hallway. And Bob Dylan went up to, Flea went up to Bob Dylan and said, you know, I'm in a band called the Red Hot Chili Peppers and we covered your song Subterranean Homesick Blues and we sent one to you and I always wondered if you ever heard it. And he shook his hand and said, oh yeah, man, thanks a lot. He said the same right, thing. Right, right. Amazing. He said the same thing to anybody that comes up to him, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, man, thanks a lot. What is, and the handshake The handshake means get the fuck away from me. Well, it's Bob Dylan. You know what I mean? I, I get yeah. that. What do you think about the old uh, Bob Dylan as heroin addict story? Yeah, he was a heroin addict. Ratso told me he was. Do you think he was a heroin addict? How long do you think it lasted? How long do you think it went? Do you think he got out of it during the fake motorcycle class? In Eat the Document, John Lennon and him in the back of that. Yeah, or High on Dope on Taxi. Yeah, yeah. They're on on heroin there. So that's 66. 
So, and then I think he comes out with New Morning is when it had ended. So that's 71 or 70. When I used to kick, when I used to kick dope, I had an apartment in Manhattan and Chelsea and I would kick dope, you know, a couple times a year. And New Morning was the record I would always play. I love that album. I would always play that record. And that but song, it, Sign in the Window. Oh, yeah. Sign in the Window Lo- says lonely. Lonely. Yeah, yeah. Marry me a wife and catch rainbow trout. That's Have it. a bunch of kids. It'll call me Paul. That must be what it's all about. That's why. That's why we're living our lives because of that line from Bob Dylan: "Having children is what life's all about." Yeah, that's man. That's what he said. And sign in the window. Bob, you just gave me the total chills. All right, that's that's amazing. So let's celebrate the two hundredth, and then then we gotta we gotta keep going. Gotta keep rolling. Yeah. Keep this rolling thunder train of moving. Doctor Drew, call Doctor Drew. He, no, he's in. Doctor Drew is in. Doctor Drew did a paltry four minutes, but he wasn't singing fucking sign on the window. You were so surprised when I told him. I told you, Doctor Drew's gonna love Dopey. You were like, no way. And I was like, I know him. He's gonna love this. He really does love it. He really he does. does. He's a, he's a sweetheart, Dr. Drew. He's, you know, he, a, he's, a, he's a dopey devotee. Dude, do you know that they had me to their apartment in Manhattan to record? They, they paid me to engineer their show. When they did oh, it in Manhattan. Oh, God in heaven. I've never had the privilege of knowing where they live. They always meet me in a cab downtown. Shut the fuck up. No I, way. I, I, I don't believe it. Be above, I never want to be above 14th Street. <laughs> well, uh, well, no, but they moved. They moved literally right down the street from where my dad lives. And they had, but the funny thing is that they paid me to be their engineer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's great. I, I'm, no, but I'm not a good engineer is the point. You're learning a skill. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Bob, I love you. Thank you for I coming on. I love you, on. man. Keep on rocking. Yeah, we'll get let's, you. On. I, I, so, so I, I never know because when I'm in my car, I just go to podcasts. I have Marin, I have Dopey, I have a couple other ones. I just, you know, because I'm driving and I and I don't want to listen to music. I just push whatever and I end up listening to something. So, but I'll push towards the top of the downloads. I want to hear some really graphic stories of your drug use in the next two or three episodes, not obviously this anniversary episode. I want to hear, now I never shot up in the neck, but I was with a guy one time that shot up in the neck and I thought, if I ever get that bad, I will stop. That was your thing? (laughs) I remember when I used to cop downtown, you couldn't cop downtown in LA without seeing somebody shooting up in their neck, literally. Like literally, you're you're fucking walking down the street and somebody is on like whatever Saint Julian or whatever those streets are east Saint of Saint Julian. Yeah, right. fucking. I'll tell you one thing about. So there was a girl. She's passed away, unfortunately, and I won't say her name, but she was just lovely, and she was a famous writer, and and um, she used to sh- because you know notoriously girls' veins are a little deeper and they shoot out faster and whatever. And she shot it. She could she could scrunch her forehead and make the vein in her forehead come out, and she would shoot in her forehead vein. Yeah, yeah. I never I never saw but that. Then it's constantly right there, like a bunch of needle track marks on your forehead. I know it's terrible. That's <laughs> just terrible. But um, all right, see you later, kids. You're the best, Bob. Thanks. I love you. Bye bye. Later. All right, so that was Bob, and I think this is the longest episode of Dopey in the history of Dopey. But fuck it, man. It's the 200th episode, and, you know, it's a celebration. If you guys are still listening, you're still listening, and I want to get as many people in as I can. So um, 
here's the fucking here's some more dopey people, dopey nation folks, um, celebrating. Happy 200th episode, dopey podcast. I wish Chris was here. But I'm sure he's up there somewhere smiling down on all of us. Uh, the Dopey Nation has helped uh, me and so many others. So thank you, Dave, for continuing your great work. Peace. Merry Christmas, Dopey. Hi, Dave. Happy 200th episode. It's a big fucking deal. 200. I'm really proud of you, all the hard work and love that you put into Dopey each week. And I want to thank you for having me be a part of it. Um, I really love um, being on the show and talking to you. And I also want to say for all your crazy cockamamie ideas, I think that one of your best ideas was that I should get sober because it wasn't my idea to get sober. It was your idea that I should get sober. And thank you for that because it's been a beautiful, beautiful gift. And thanks to the Dopey Nation and toodles for Chris. So she didn't say her name, but that, of course, was a Dopey regular and great friend of mine, the great Aurora, and uh, I love hearing her on the show, and I love that she's sober, and she's so, uh, you know, full of vim and vinegar and all that good stuff, and I love that uh, she accredits her sobriety to me, and she should. Uh, no, it's Aurora's hard work, and um, I'm just happy she's on the show. And here's another great friend of mine uh, calling in, Jimmy. Hi, this is Dave's old friend, Jimmy. Wishing everyone a very merry uh, Christmas. Missing Chris, but very excited for Dopey's 200th episode. Um, I know that uh, Dopey's gotten me through a lot of cold, dark Russian nights when I had no one to speak English to. Um, And uh, I'm incredibly proud of everything that Dave has managed to do despite it all um, with Dopey and the Dopey Nation and I'm grateful for all that the Dopey Nation is doing too. So stay strong, Dopey Nation. I'm looking forward to the next 200 and everything that's to come. All right. Much love, Dave. And last but not least, toodles for Chris. Hey, Dave. It's Lucy in San Francisco calling to say Merry Christmas. I miss you, Chris. Um, I'm coming up on a year of sobriety, and I remember when Chris died, um, I remember walking over the hill to go to my house, and I was on my way to score cocaine. I was going to meet someone at my house, and I was thinking, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Chris just died. Um, and I always fucking hated cocaine too. I would just, you know, use it as a drinking aid. And I just remember this really stark, like, uh, this is fucked up. So I don't know. Yeah. September 9th will be a year if I make it God willing, as they say. Um, but goddamn sobriety is so fucking cool. And it's crazy. It's crazy to think Chris had a taste of it. And then it can be gone. Um, yeah, it's just putting putting things in perspective. I just got done with a shitty-ass date. And being sober on first dates can be 
a tough thing. Um, and I'm a bartender, but um, so I just walked by. I just walked by a, another bar in the city, and I saw that there's a chick bartending there who I know is sober. And I was like, it was just this little like flash of like, ah, oh, fuck yeah, okay, okay, I can do this. We're doing it. Hiding in plain sight, serving you drinks. Um, yeah, being sober is cool. I don't know. This is rambling. Miss you, Chris. Thanks, Dave, for everything you do. Happy to be sober alongside you. Stay strong. Toodles. Dave, Dopey Nation. Happy 200th episode, man. You're kicking fucking ass. I love it. It's been a hell of a ride. Keep up the good work, man. It's fucking hard work. We appreciate it. Keep it up. Everybody stay safe. Love you all. Hey, Dave. It's Rox. Wishing you a happy, dopey podcast episode number 200. Thanks for bringing the nation together, giving us each other to lift one another up, and keep uh, keep doing what you do. We'll miss Chris, but he would have been so happy for this 200th episode. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. Fucking toodles for Chris. So that, of course, was Kevin and Rox from Dopey Twitter. One person who I'm not going to include in this thing, who I fucking never include, is Justin England. Justin Incredible. Fucking three years sober today. Happy fucking sobriety, Justin. But your voicemail is four and a half minutes. I listened to it. I loved it. But it's just too long. I don't know. Sam, what do you think? Too long? Yeah, too long. You don't think I should just play it? Uh, are you we on air? Yeah, we're on air. Uh... I mean, I love him, and he's great, and it's a huge uh, moment in his sober life. But, Justin, we asked for a shorty, bud. I know, but I'm going to play it. Fuck it. It's three years. We're two hours and 31 minutes. I'm going to give him four minutes. Fuck it. All right, let's celebrate the gas bag. Here we go. Happy anniversary. Here we go. Hi, Dave. Dope Nation, it's Justin. Um, That manic, rambling fucking idiot from uh, the Dope Nation or Twitter. Um, just wanted to send my message in to tell you what dopey means to me. Dopey means the world to me. It is a portable NA because there's not many meetings around where I'm from. I'm not out in the sticks. It's just, <clears throat> excuse me, this, there's not many at all. And I'm out of breath. I apologize. I just ran from the office to the car in the pissing down rain to make sure I can record this and send it across because I've been saying I'm going to send a message across for... Yeah, forever and a day, and I thought, what better way than to send one that tells Dave and everyone else what Dopey means to me. Um, I stumbled across Dopey by chance because I was in a Harris Whittles loophole, um, and Stephanie Whittles Wax, I can't pronounce that fucking name, um, was on an episode, and... I, yeah, I wasn't a big fan at first, and then I'd come back to Dopey, and then that was it. I was sold from there. I went straight to episode one and just listened. And obviously, if Chris had passed. That sucked dick. Um, the Artie Lang episode was amazing. And the Brandon Novak, I think it was the second episode, was amazing. Bob Forrest, Amy fucking Dresner. Um, the show is just great and it, it elevates my mood. Um, I listened to it on the way to work, on the way from work. At work, in the evenings, um, yeah, the community that is 
Dopey Nation is that means a lot to me as well because it's somewhere I can go and just throw shit at people. Not literally throw shit at people, just you know, type out and feeling or if I want to share something that I wouldn't share to my usual Facebook um, page because people would be like, oh, God. Um, but, yeah, sorry, it's coming into, like, two minutes odd. But um, I, ju- I had to send something in. I sound monotone, so I apologise. Um, but, again, I had to send something in because it's a 200th episode and the chance of getting on is amazing. I also want to um, make it official. I've got a scan. Well, I don't have a scan on Monday. My missus has a scan on Monday because we were expecting another little little baby which is fucking amazing and uh, i'm sharing that with you because um it might get me in there with the 200 episode mm-hmm. but no no in all honesty it's fucking amazing we have three years clean this friday and um dopey has definitely helped with that in a massive way in a short amount of time that i've known it um i consume dopey obviously as an addict if i like something i have to crave it I crave it and I obsess and I obsess and I obsess and thank fuck I found Dopey because I wouldn't have met all the wonderful, amazing people out there like uh, Colleen, fucking Brian, Unk, Albert, um, Rox, the other Colleen and everyone, you know who you are, fucking Dopey Nation. Um, Animalistic Graves, I can't fucking think of it and I'm swearing a lot. So I'm going to shut it off at 3 minutes 30 seconds. So fuck, this is probably too long. Um, but yeah, Dopey means the fucking world to me. And Chris is looking down, he's, he's fucking pissed because what you've done with the podcast, Dave, is phenomenal. You've fucking, you, you've done an amazing job and it deserves to be the number one podcast, not just for recovery, but just in general because. Dopey is for the people, it's not, yeah, it's fucking amazing, and keep it up, because I don't know what I'd do about Dopey now, but yeah, thank you very much for for doing it, thank you for meeting Chris, thank the universe for introducing you to fuck-ups, and thank you for staying clean, and thank you for thinking this amazing idea of getting together and telling war stories because it is fucking dopey it's also fucking amazing and now i'm really swearing but um i i'm getting passionate it means a lot to me it really does and it means a lot to everyone else and it's great to have have you there and um yeah i'm gonna leave it here because i'm going on one um i'll go have another coffee to um and all the fuck out my co-workers so yeah stay strong and fucking toodles for chris thank you justin way too long but really beautiful from now on you know when i say keep it fucking 30 seconds not four minutes and 30 seconds i don't need time updates as you go but but this show is getting long uh before we go i want to play a message from uh a real inspiration uh, to me in terms of uh, modern-day social media recovery stuff. It's uh, Tim from Dank Recovery. I take his memes every week, and uh, his community is fucking amazing, and I love that uh, he's a part of Dopey, too. Here's Tim. I want you to think long and hard about what your life would be like if there was no Dopey podcast. That's right. It'd be fucking terrible. This is Tim from Dank Recovery. Uh, Just on here to give a shout out to Dave and Dopey. 200 episodes. That's fucking incredible, man. Four years of sobriety. That's fucking amazing. 
keep up the good work, man. Thank you so much for letting me be a part of what you're doing. Uh, rest in peace to Chris. And uh, can't wait to see what happens next, man. Hello, Dopey Nation. This is Ishmael again. I missed you guys, all of you. I just want to wish you a, a happy, a Merry Christmas and a happy 200 year, 200 episode. Tell me how much you miss working with me. I, I, David left me and I miss working with him and I feel so lonely. So, uh, but I still, I went back to smoke hash though. If you, if you, if you find a good hash, don't hesitate, just smoke it. All right? Quit dope. Bye-bye. So I think um, that's it for me with this fucking Christmas, man. Long and hard-fought Christmas. Anybody who sent something in that I didn't play, I'm sorry. Send in a fucking voicemail. Send in a submission for DopeyCon to dopeypodcast at gmail.com. Um, I love you guys. I love what we've made. I love what uh, me and Chris made. I love that you guys are a part of it. Um, there's so many people like uh, that I thank, and I just want to thank as many people as I can right now. I want to thank Cormac for doing Reddit. I want to thank Andrew, Catherine, Polina, Leah for doing Facebook. I want to thank Sam for everything he does. I want to thank Brad for coming up with the idea. Um, I wanted Brad to be on this thing. There, I want everyone to be in this thing because Dopey is such a big part of my life. I wanted to really honor so many parts of my life, as corny as that sounds. So uh, thanks, Aloe. Thanks, anybody that's a part of this. You know, fuck you, Just Coffee, for dropping us. I'm going to get fucking Stumptown, get another chock full of nuts. Fuck it. Um, but before we, I also want to thank fucking Ryan who came up with the logo and, you know, all of Chris's people and anybody who's been on the show and everybody who's about the show. And, you know, it, it just, it all means a ton to me. Um, before we go, I want to end it with something Chris said. It's fucking incredibly sad. So brace yourself. There were so many other Chris clips I wanted to play too, but I wanted this to be a little of this, a little of that, a little of the other thing. Uh, we have more Chris stuff for uh, for next Christmas. And I want to thank Wusta for putting that shit together. I want to thank fucking Fowl and Peralta for doing so many graphics. A lot of graphics I never even put up. Thanks, uh, what's-her-face, Kelly for artwork. I want to thank um, Aaron for sick artwork. And um, everybody who sent in a voicemail, I want to thank you guys. I want to thank all the listeners just for being a part of the show. It means everything to me. And here is a clip from Wusta that's called Chris's uh, Closing Thoughts. So before I play that um, final closing thought of Chris, uh, the closing thought of Chris is all about, uh, it was after Dave Marshall died that we recorded what you're going to hear. So it just makes me think of everybody that we lost, you know, which is, of course, Dave Marshall, and it's Andrew, the hobo hippie, and it's Troy, our first or second listener slash email and of course it's my dear friend and brother todd and it's anybody that you guys know that died your friends and your relatives and all these people dying you know the the worst thing is that they're gone but the best thing that they do is they carry the message so uh try to stay alive i love you guys um stay strong dopey nation merry christmas Happy 200th episodes, and of course, fucking toodles for Chris. The 
reality of the situation is that this is going to continually happen. People are going to keep dying. Because I feel like so many people die from these deaths, you know, and to know that they're remembered in some capacity. I, I'm just assuming, you know what I mean? I don't have a child and, like, you know, someone who's passed away that's dear to me, but to know that they're remembered a year later, two years later, five years later, that's comforting on a different level. I just, it's weird for me two years later when something cool's happened in my life, randomly I'll remember them and be like, nothing's cool is happening in their life anymore. Do you know what I mean? I remember it usually in tandem with, like, a positive event a milestone of some sort of like a development in my life. Do you know what I'm saying? A girlfriend, apartment, a job, a career prospect, something like that happens. And that's a good thing. Then I think of people I knew who passed away because of this disease. That's when I get sad. Everything to you is toodles. (laughs) Why? Dude, the Dopey Nation loves toodles. The Dopey Nation loves toodles. Yeah. And most importantly... It's not... Don't even say it. And most importantly... How about there was was a guy who wrote... Somebody had written something. Well, he said, when I hear Stay Strong Dopey Nation without hearing toodles, it's like getting a blowjob and instead of coming, getting kicked in the balls. (laughs) And with that, toodles, my friends. You don't have to even say Stay Strong. You're just going to say toodles without Stay Strong? Toodles. Toodles. Jesus Christ. Toodles. 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 You don't have to say toodles. All right. Toodles. 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 Please drop a review. Just don't say toodles. Toodles. It's not cool. Toodles. 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 Oh, toodles. Toodles. Say toodles. Don't no, say I'm not. No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, all you. that's all you. Sorry. Stay strong, dopey nation. All right, toodles. You don't need to say that. You don't have to. Toodles. Don't say that. Toodles. Say toodles. Toodles. Toodles, guys. Toodles. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles. I do. Toodles. 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 Will you say it for the 50th episode? I think you can say it. I won't. What about for, for the 100th? I don't say toodles. I say stay strong, Dopey Nation. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that toodles and add it. Great. Uh, <laughs> you don't know how to do that anyway. <laughs> All right. Toodles. 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 Bye. Toodles. The first person I ever said toodles besides him. Nobody ever says toodles. Really? Thank you. Toodles. 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 Yeah, toodles. Let your freak flag fly. Toodles. 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 And? Toodles. Toodles. You said it. Oh, you God. said it. All right. Toodles. Wait, wait, wait. Toodles. 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 You don't have to say toodles every episode. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles on every episode. Say it. Say toodles? Yeah. Stay strong and toodles. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles. 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 And thank you, Jesse. You don't have to say toodles. It's unnecessary. You don't need to say toodles every time. It doesn't have to happen like that. Stay strong, toodles. And it's not necessary. You don't have to say anything anymore. I just like. I know you think it's not necessary. 
it sounds very like gay and effeminate to say toodles. Toodles. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And toodles. And write an email. And toodles. It doesn't. It doesn't have to be about toodles. Just and write an email. Toodles. Toodles. Don't say toodles. Toodles. You anyway, you don't think that's a strong ending? I think it's a good ending. Beautiful. That's your ending? <laughs> uh, toodles is my ending. You know that. Imagine you're in front of somebody and they say, I love it when Chris says toodles. <laughs> what would happen to you? I would lean forward and say toodles. Dopey Nation, we love you and okay. we want you to be well. All right, toodles. You don't want them to be well? I do. Be well. Be well. And toodles. 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 Stay strong, my brothers yes, and sisters in toodles. 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 Stay strong, my brothers and sisters. Toodles. Stay strong. Toodles. Don't say toodles. 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 Me not say toodles. Lord of mercy. Me not say toodles. 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 Write us a review. More reviews than Omar. Toodles. 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 Look, look, someone just liked my tweet just now. Toodles. 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 Toodles, toodles, toodles. Say toodles. Toodles. Say toodles. Toodles. Minase toodles. Minase toodles. Minase toodles. 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 Say toodles. Don't say toodles. I don't say toodles. You got everybody against me. Toodles. We don't. We don't need to say that. Take care, Dopey Nation. And toodles. You say take care, Dopey Nation. That's the new. That's the new tagline. Take care, Dopey Nation. Care. And see ya. Toodles. 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 We'll see you next time. Toodles. Stay strong, Dopey Nation. And toodles. You don't have to say toodles. Uh, Chris says toodles. toodles. All right, stay strong, Dopey Nation. Toodles. 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 Thank you. Uh, toodles. Thank you. Toodles. You know, say toodles this one time. No. Toodles. Toodles. And thank you, Jessa Reed. Toodles. Toodles. You don't say that shit. Toodles. You don't have to say toodles every time. You really, you really don't have to say it every time. Toodles, 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 toodles. Stay strong, my brothers and sisters in that recovery. And toodles, I'm going to stop their call recorder. You can stay online. All right? Hey, but you don't have to say toodles. It's unnecessary. Toodles. I want to take a walk around the world. I wonder would it do me any good. Until I get some money in my pocket, then I guess I'll just have to walk around my neighborhood. But I want to be good so bad. want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desire's all I ever had. And I want to take a ride up in the sky. Airplane just passed me by, and I want to see a Lear jetliner take a dive just to show all of these people what it means to be alive. But I want to be good so bad, want to be so good, so bad, so bad. I want to be good so bad. Bad desires, all I ever had, and my shadows get. Smaller, smaller, and it's time to 
city far behind. I'll take the high road, however far it winds, because peace and love are very, very, very hard to find, and I want to be good so bad. Suckers make me mad, and it's all I ever had, and it's all I ever had, and these suckers make me mad, and I 